Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, boy, do we have a treat for you guys today. Welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. What up, baby? And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up? And the one and only. Oh, shit. I chose a bad time to swallow. The one and only FanDuel Sportsbook. Make sure you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Get your bonus bets. Get in on the fun. Let's make some money. I've been hammering the playoffs. I have been cold. But it's it's somehow working because it got the Celtics a win the other night. So if you if you like basketball for some odd reason, there you go. It gets the Celtics a dub. But I'll shoot it over to none other than my other half, my co-host, Brett, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's up, dude? Just chilling over here. Uh, finally set up in my new place, up in my new room. Got the fucking little office set up in here, so I finally feel, like, comfortable. But other than that, just chilling. Uh, I told you about my knee. Might need to get fucking surgery. Uh, no contact injury, just like Felino. You know, they're the fucking worst. Me and Felino just having tough off seasons. Yeah, you know, no no contacts the worst. But other than that, just cracked a fucking bush not too long ago. Hell got yeah, a baby. Great guest. That that he's just he's peeking over there right now. I can see him. He's speaking just, of our guest speaking right now. So I mean, I'm gonna throw it back to you and you 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 introduce this motherfucker. This, this is us using guests with like air quotes because it's it's really not a guest, but it, it almost feels like a guest. But I got to give him the proper introduction because it's only fitting. You know it. No beer is safe, baby. Went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol. More specifically, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Bobby Bruski, what's up, fella? What is going on, baby? Oh, fucking long time coming here, boys. Long fucking time coming here. Right. People are we're looking forward to Bobby's corner this week. Holy fuck, you're probably gonna have two hours of fucking Bobby this episode. You're welcome, folks. Keep the change. How are you? This is gonna be a fun one. Um, but Bobby, what's up, brother? I mean, what's what's new with you other than the bullshit training you had to do today? just cool and actually wasn't a bad training session i actually learned a lot but just chilling just waited all day to crack open a cold one with you boys and gonna keep my eye on the dallas stars bruce cassidy situation (laughs) i know i gotta i gotta ask i mean you're obviously i mean you were cheering for the canes you're cheering for the stars i'm assuming here but the canes was a bold strategy just coming from a fellow your, your fellow podcast host over here it's a bold strategy on Bobby, but 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 that just proves even more Bobby's for the people. You know, oh, yeah. they come at him and he's like, all right, baby, it's all love. Let's go. They, they made Bobby thank you for a, welcoming. They is made that what Bobby happened? a meme. They made Bobby a meme. Yeah, he's like, it, fuck, that's great. It, is me, that what happened, made, Bobby? If someone made me a meme, I'd be out there for fucking blood. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, Bobby embraced it. That's the kind of guy he is. And um. I was a little thrown off seeing him chair for the Canes. I don't feel bad for him, though, that the Canes lost. I'm dancing on their grave today. 
they haven't won a game in the Eastern Conference Finals in 223 years, but who's counting? It, it was very satisfying. I don't care if it's the Panthers who won. I don't care if it's Kachuk who got the game-winning goal. That guy's a fucking gamer. But, Bobby, I got to ask, hypothetically speaking, the Golden Knights close it out tonight. You got Paul Maurice, coach, former coach of the Winnipeg Jets, and obviously former Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy. I mean, I already know the answer, but who are you going to pull for? Let the, let the folks know. Man. I can't cheer for the fucking cats <laughs> in a division. They, they eliminated us. And you know what? I love, I absolutely love seeing everyone shit on uh, the Cassidy firing. Cause Dude. it's like the worst case scenario for Dawn, right? Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. we're going to have to get into that one. Should we jump into that quick? Well, we? well first, like let's, um, Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's dive into that. Actually, first, before we start that, I got to give my cousin a shout out. Shout oh, out yeah, to my yeah, cousin, yeah. uh, Clarky John. Finally got married. He, he was with his now wife for like fucking like 12 or 13 years. Unreal amount of time. They finally tied the knot last weekend. I murdered a dance floor. The police actually came to my uh, hotel room looking to lock me up for murder, for murdering that dance floor. But I got out of <laughs> it. I talked my way out of it. Uh, my voice is starting to come back from these two weddings. I got Zach Bryan Friday night today as you're listening. So next week's episode, I probably won't have a fucking voice, but I'll have our girl Danny there watching me make sure I don't black out. I already told her I don't want to black out, but I think every time I see her, I tell her I don't want to black out, then I black out. So I'll be blacking out. And it's Memorial expecting Day. hieroglyphic text messages that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I need I need Mor- Morris code Morris yeah. code. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to my cousin Clarky, man. I'm so happy for them. Love them to death. Uh, just wanted to give him a quick shout out before we start this episode. But yeah, the whole the whole Cassidy thing. And Twitter's been wild this week. First of all, I mean, you got disgusting boobs popping up. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that one in there. And then <laughs> maybe I'll edit that one out. But. <laughs> I'm just choosing violence today. Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> and then you got Bruins Twitter freaking out because Cassidy is one win away. And probably as you're listening today, they're probably in the fucking uh, Stanley Cup finals. They probably they're probably going to win tonight. I feel like uh, it's and everyone's saying, oh, if you didn't fire Cassidy, you would you wouldn't have been eliminated in the first round. But there's there's so much to this Cassidy firing and this Monty hiring. There's more to it than just the coaches. I mean, I don't know, Brett, Brett, I'll give it, I'll, I'll shoot it over to you first. Like, what do you think of this whole shenanigan stuff of, Oh, if you still had Cassidy, you'd be in the fine Jesus finals right now. This is a classic case of two things can be right at once. You needed to move on from Cassidy. His message was falling on deaf ears. The locker room doesn't respect him anymore. And Bruce Cassidy is a great fucking coach. Both of those things can be right at the same time. Like, I I don't know why it has to be one or the other. Like, oh, we fucked up by letting Cassidy go. No, this is is something the Golden Knights needed. They needed structure in their locker room. They needed a drill sergeant like Cassidy. So am I upset that Cassidy's in the finals? It doesn't feel great. But 
fuck there's a it's got that dog in him out there jesus i don't know if you guys can hear that but my neighbor's dog's fucking popping off um but yeah just I, cassidy he's got that dog in him we knew this was gonna happen i literally think i said when i first came on the podcast it wouldn't be surprising if vegas isn't like the conference finals this year just like i said fucking a year ago that wouldn't be surprised if Allmark wins the vezin in his second year your boy's just fucking Nostradamusing this whole season. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I don't know. It, it's kind of hard, man. Like when you think about it, because like I'll always love Cassidy. He was a great coach. Um, like for my adult life, he was the coach of the Bruins, right? So it, he means a lot to me as somebody who loves this organization. But we definitely needed to go in the um in a new direction and i was a yeah. monty guy from day one so every let's just let's just take coach, it for what it is yeah and every coach has a shelf life i feel like i mean yeah his time was up uh he kind of lost the room and it's only a matter of time till he loses the room in vegas obviously i mean yeah. you saw he's a what peep, he... he's a pete DeBoer gallant type of coach he's about he, a two to three year life he he's lucky he lasted as long as he did in boston i think personally yeah i mean he he did have obviously that Stanley Cup run. Uh, he had you know a lot of good seasons. He, That's I mean, he came in after Claude Julian got fired, and he almost like didn't skip a beat. Uh, he 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 turned this team around. Our power, we went from like not having a power play with Claude Julian to having one of the best power plays with Bruce Cassidy. It's you also a, you saw real a quick, different though, team. Yeah, it's also the same thing as Sweeney and Sorelli. Like Sweeney was gifted this team as much as Cassidy was gifted this team from Julian. Like they had the groundwork ready and they pretty much just replaced Julian with Cassidy. The structure, anything didn't change. It's the same th- type of thing. The the message, it's not like Claude Julian's a bad coach. The message was just falling on deaf ears. Yeah, exactly. And you heard a lot of players were kind of sick of him. I mean, let's be real. If Cassidy came back, you wouldn't have Jake DeBrusque this season. You mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have David Krejci. Um, who knows if you would have Bergeron? I think you would have had Bergeron regardless. <laughs> but those are two key players that you wouldn't have had, even though you were missing Krejci the season before. Krejci would have never came back for one more year. I truly believe that. DeBrusque would have been out the door because he would have never rescinded his trade, his trade request. And I, I, I could, I can't see the room. That's you know. 106 points, like gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and to think about it, like wouldn't the team have started started had started out so well if Cassidy was still the coach with all those key missing pieces you had at the beginning of the season? Like wow. it's it's a little bit different. I mean, it's it's always gonna be a what if situation, but Cassidy's doing what Cassidy does. He comes into a locker room, he went to a locker room with already a great roster, a good roster, and he's producing and that's what Cassidy does. And it's, you know, give it four or five, six years and he'll, you know, probably lose the room, but I don't know, Bobby, what do you think of it? I think, yeah, Vegas is obviously like the perfect situation for a coach like him. Um, Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people should not, it's it's unfair, but I think a lot of like, it's easy to talk about like DeBrusque and Krejci, but like there's a lot of players in that room that blossomed this year. Like we got Lynn home. Yeah. Who beginning was a huge part of, that team carrying on. You got Trent Frederick making strides, which yeah. 
terrible for the I mean, Cavs. Didn't like didn't Trent Frederick even make comments? Was it Trent Frederick who made comments earlier this season that I he said something along the lines? Yeah, he said something along the lines about his production and how it's kind of night and day with a new coach because of Cassidy's style of play and what he wanted out of Frederick versus what Monty wanted out of Frederick. So I remember, I don't remember the exact quote, but I remember something like that, but yeah. Definitely along those lines. I also feel like Cassidy never like told Frederick what he wanted from him. No. Yeah. Yeah. You finally got to see like what Frederick is this year. Well, how many shifts did you see like in previous years under Cassidy, how confused, uh, Frederick would look and then he'd be in the doghouse and he'd probably have no idea why, you know? Yeah, because he was supposed to be like a grinder fighter dude. And I was like, yeah. pretty sure after you at center in the first round, I'm like, I don't really want to <laughs> throw fists at like Tom Wilson. And yeah. it's funny too, because like so people don't realize this, but Fred Frederick played on a line with Kachuk, a uh, Brady Kachuk, and fuck, it was like another Norris, I think. Another one of those American um uh development program kids like frederick played on good teams his like whole life like he was on the world juniors like people forget all this shit yeah like in my eyes if frederick could become um matt boldy light like a middle six version of matt boldy i'm fucking fine with that and he can throw the fists once in a while that's a to me that's a successful first round pick this is gonna be the one episode elliot freeman listens to and he just fuck yeah Right to the back of his head. Yo, do you see Jeff Merrick is tweeting with me? Just fucking yeah. boys. Yeah. Fucking boys. <laughs> he's like, oh. Yeah. I know he smokes weed. So when we go to Toronto next year, we're going to get him to smoke some joints with me. I'm going to yeah. tweet at him. <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll fucking let it rip and then we'll just shit on Maple Leaf fans. How, you know, congrats. You made it to the second round, but you got one fucking win, you fucking losers. Oh, dude. They want, yeah, they won one game. Yeah. That's the only thing. Gabe. I'm gonna I, I gotta I got a discussion here I'm curious about with you guys. So I'm the type of person that's like okay, let me rephrase this. I don't understand why people look at the Panthers going to the cup finals and like us losing to them in seven games as like it's not a good thing, but it's not like the worst thing in the world. Like if you look at fucking Toronto, like Tampa or Tampa. Yeah, it's normally Tampa. Fucking Florida just ran right through them. Like, at least we gave them some some sort of a fight. Like, if they go to the finals and run through Vegas, like, you literally have to say the Bruins lost to an unstoppable force in the first round. And I don't understand why that makes people mad or, like, that, like, don't you want to lose to the cup winner? Like, isn't well, every, that the goal you know every year, too. right? Whether if it's the finals or not, like, you want to lose to the best team. Do you it not? Does, it does, you know, make... Like if it were to make that, you know, choking the series way any feel any better. Yeah. Seeing them win it all wouldn't make it feel a little bit better. But at the end of the day, like it's not great either way. No, it's it's not because you had so many chances to put them away. But man, it it goes back and I, I see people tweeting about it, too. And I saw even Bobby tweet about it, too. Like the fucking penguins, man. Penguins and Blackhawks. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I want to live on Hey Bobby. I want to live in the other timeline. I'm yeah. sick of this one. I want to go live in the other one. <laughs> but you know, in the other timeline, too, Fast and the Furious and Transformers have already collabed. Oh, yeah. Rob of so much other shit. <laughs> Dark side of the car, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Family. <laughs> no, but 
it, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in though, quick fast. I think yeah, yeah. Panthers winning the cup because I honestly, fuck man, Vegas. They like because I don't think Dallas is gonna let them get out of this game healthy. No, I don't think so either. Vegas has like this is easily the hardest team they're gonna play. But this is the best case scenario for your Bruins fan if Florida wins the cup, right? Does Krejci and Bergey walk away from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In and, in and, a year too, where Don Sweeney was voted uh, top three candidate for uh, GM of the year, you got the team that you lost to in the first round in the finals, and potentially the coach you fired in the finals. So it's it's, it's pretty ironic there, I guess you could say, but. I think it's funny. I I don't think I think I still think Sweeney made all the right moves and firing Cassidy. I still think it was the right thing to do. Um, Is he in the Jack Adams Cassidy? I don't think they've announced it yet. No, no. way they did. No, I think no, it's, they did. He is. It's um, Axel, uh, Monty and um, DeBoer. No, I think it's Lindy. Uh, Lindy Ruff. Oh, oh, Lindy Ruff. Who's yeah, the first Lindy Ruff. I knew Lindy Ruff was one. Dave Axel from the Kraken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. I don't know why. I th- yeah. No, I was just curious because I was like, the, that if 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 uh, Bruce Cassidy was one of the Jack Adams finalists, it kind of like that. Kind of just proves what how hard a decision that must have been for Sweeney last year. Like, to be honest, when he first made that decision, I was not impressed and I was not happy at all. I was like, are you serious? Oh, yeah, I wasn't too happy either. Yeah. I mean, I kind of understood it, but I wasn't too happy. But... And then everything started coming out and Krejci pretty much signed right away. And then you have like rumblings that Bergeron didn't even like him. And it's like, okay, like at that point, like you, you can't let the inmates run the asylum as much as Monty did this year. And I think he's going to learn from that. Do you know, I think Monty's best years as a Bruins coach are going to be post Bergeron. It might so be a wild I, take, I, but I, I agree think he with caters that. way too much to Bergeron. One reason I agree with that is because I but think how do you Monty... Know? Monty leaned on Bergeron a little too much this year, and that's when he I think it was fine till the playoffs. the playoffs. Well, yeah, yeah, that's when he kind of lost himself in the playoffs. Like game five, you got to tell Bergeron, like, we're gonna try and win this without you. But I don't know yeah. why he played game five, it makes they, zero sense. But seriously, me. if Bergeron comes up to you saying, I'm fucking playing, dude, like it's game five, I tell Bergeron. him this, hey, hey, but I'm also playing Swam in game two, so I'm, I'm yeah. different. Game, like, game five, like, I would do my best to tell him to take a fucking seat and ride pine. If he came up to me game six, if there was a game six, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like game six, we need the fucking dub, you're our captain. Like I think, five, like sure. hey Bobby, you probably would know this better than me. We have to be the only team in the playoffs that won a game and changed their whole roster the next game. Like Wonder. game four, <laughs> we won and yeah. played the great game, and then game five, we had a losing roster. Like two, just... in regards to that, like I think that 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 was a wake, not a wake up call for Monty, but I think it was a learning experience. But that's a massive wake up call for the young core. Hmm. Pasta, if anyone should have told Bergeron not to play that game, it should have been like McAvoy or Pasta. Yeah. Hey, we are so close. We're so dialed in. If there's ever just beat them, you just beat beat them two games in a row. You beat them two games in a row without your fucking captain. And like Bobby just Bobby just said, though, it wasn't we just beat them. We spanked them in their own fucking building. Zaka Zaka and Coyle went fucking off playing as your center man, obviously with Craig. No, Krejci missed a game or two in that mix as well. Krejci right? didn't play till game six, I don't think. Yeah. 
I, I fucking it's all fucking I, try I didn't even watch game seven I still haven't even watched it yeah I'm not going yeah, to that's the day you moved yeah that's the day you moved that's right yeah I saw today that Pasternak the goal I forgot Pasternak scored to make it happy birthday two. pasta um, yeah happy birthday goal too. I know and I saw that <laughs> cheers boys and I saw the goal for the first time today and I was like oh we didn't it's win funny. after this because <laughs> I still <laughs> I still remember <laughs> sitting at the bar and I saw Carlo bring it in, and I'm like, don't fucking shoot it. Don't fucking shoot it. He shoots it, get the juicy rebound right to pasta off the pads, one T into the net. We got it. And a he did left. the fucking are you entertained? Jump into the boards. Yeah. Like, come it was, it was, there was the moment. It was like, there it is. We he lost. Was, he was, he was giving Tripodsky a run for his money with yeah, biggest no board shit. in town. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, like Bobby, this is my opinion. We lost in game five when Marshawn didn't make that breakaway shot. And that's cruel and harsh. But if he makes that shot, that 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 like if he's and, on his game, he makes that shot. And I'm so the series well, the is thing over. Is, he was having an awesome series. It's like nine that nine out of shows. ten times that series, he's probably making that breakaway. Yeah, he's probably going to score on that breakaway, I feel like. And that just happened to be the one time. The garden's cursed. I'm never no, going so there. Here's the thing. We've seen Marshawn in that position a few times. Yeah. I think he's not too good on breakaways. Monty has to Bruin is. And say, hey, like, in, sorry to cut you guys off, but, like, hey, like, yeah. in big-time situations, I need to cut down your minutes because you've had yeah. way too many primetime moments and no energy. Like, yeah. I mean, like a game seven like in the Stanley seven, Cup finals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let okay, then he, let's he this, a little bit more energy. Those shots go in. Well, okay, then this is kind of, this is kind of gonna be a mumbo jumbo episode because we have a million <laughs> things to talk about for the rest of the offseason, anyway. So we might as well just roll the roll with the fucking punches here. Uh, do you have Marshawn, Bergeron, and Debrusque as your second line next year if you bring Bertuzzi back? And have Zach Bertuzzi and Pasternak as your first line and help with that minute situation that Bergeron and Marshawn. It hampered them both this year. 110%. Yeah, I think you, so, right? You have to let Zach and, and essentially Coyle too take that next step. Because, because Bergeron's you, playing your PK and PP minutes. He's going to get his minutes. You're pretty yeah. much just giving Zaka his five on five minutes. Yeah. Which I have no problem with. I'm so, that, con- I'm so confident in Zaka, too. Yeah. yeah. He's earned it on top yeah. of that. Uh, how you saw him play in the playoffs and, like, towards the end of the year when he was getting some uh, minutes uh, playing center, like, he was building that confidence, and we were building the confidence with him, basically. I mean, he shows that he's capable of the uh, – There's he, no one's going to be Bergeron. We get that. But Bergeron, if Bergeron does come back for one more season – you really trade Pasternak and McAvoy for fucking Bedard. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, fucking a, that's gonna fucking morons for actually. Oh, God, you just triggered me, but <laughs> lost my train of thought. Um, but if you bring back Bergeron, if he does come back, he can't be like your number one. Yeah, yeah, you can have a one A one B situation, but you need his average minutes by the end of the season average time on ice like around 14 or 15 not 17 18 19 what i i get he gets a lot of pk time but you need other guys to step up there because okay, you can't you can't rely on that and you were you were having such a dominant season i get it you know sure they want to break the record and all that but 
you were having such a dominant season where there were games where you could have sat Bergeron for a little bit longer. One nothing Vegas, but sorry for burping um, <laughs> in your guys' ears. But uh, so Pavel Zaka put up 57 points in 82 games this year, getting more than Krejci. A point I just won 100 bucks, baby. Boosie bets. <laughs> uh, he got one more than Krejci with playing three more games, four more games, four more games. It's not crazy to think that if Zaka plays a whole year between Bertuzzi and Pasternak, that he could put up 70 to 75 points next year. Well, well, also like pre like playoffs, there's no way Bertuzzi was a little bit like unsure about staying, right? Because he's like, oh, well, you know, if Krejci doesn't come back, like who's going to center me in pasta? And then Zaka comes in and he's like, holy shit. Yeah, they have better chemistry than, yeah, it, it, they had better chemistry than the check line, which was one of our best lines um, majority of the year, right? Off and on. So, like, that's the moment I look at that and I'm like, fuck. So this is my thing. With Jake DeBrooks, uh coming off the books next July 1st, I, I, I think it makes the most sense. Like, okay, so my, my theory on how you should approach this offseason is uh, I think you buy out Forbert and Riley immediately. Uh, it buys you five this, million uh, this next off year. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Immediately, you, can't trade them off, you, so. you buy them. No, no, you buy them out today. You're not gonna get, be able to get anything back for those two in a fucking trade. You're gonna have to you pay a seventh rounder. There Maybe, were a lot of Jet fans that liked Forbert in the last two seasons. They it, kept being like, okay. That's been like that. Don't get me wrong. If you can get the uh, yeah, if you can get the extra million. For a seventh round pick, go for it. But is it really worth it when we could get fu- when we could gain five million in cap today? If you buy them out, the cost of it is next year you're gonna have to pay two point seven million for buying them out and gaining the cap space for this year. But in my eyes, it makes the most sense to me to buy out the two of them and sign Bertuzzi for five point five million for four years. Lines up exactly when Zach's contract is up. And this new core will be like in a new, like the new core of Zaka, Lindholm, McAvoy, Pasternak, Carlo, Bertuzzi. If you sign him, they'll be like Hall, um, Marshawn, they'll be at the end of their road then. And Bertuzzi will have gone on his way and made 5.5 million playing for a contender for the next four years. So I don't know. In my eyes, it just makes the most sense. You have way too many left-handed defensemen. I think we had way too many cooks in the kitchen next year oh, yeah. or next year, last year. Uh, don't get me you, wrong. I have no you problem. Let Zaboral fly next year, baby. Yeah, like I, I have no problem yeah. with Sweeney did at all. But I think with the cap the way it is, like right now, my two off-season must moves are buy those two guys out and trade Allmark or Hall, whoever gives you the best return. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be Hall, unfortunately. But and I want to keep Hall because he want he wanted to be here for years, right? Well, yeah. at the end of the game, like Bergey, that was what like I don't know. I've seen the Bergey uh, handshake clip way too many times, and I've analyzed it, I guess. But he really embraces Hall. Oh like, yeah, it, they're really it, good friends. Definitely so. look like uh, like I'm so sorry, like more like which is such a Bergeron thing. Is like he's Hall- looked like he was more sad for Hall than Hall could ever be for Bergey. In the past, in the last three games of the series, Hall's numbers got put down to a fourth liner, and he had the second most points on our team from the series. Oh, he was fucking lights out. That's what I'm saying. So 
Next yeah. year, if you want to integrate young kids and you maybe you want Freddie as your fourth line center, wouldn't Hall, Coyle, and Lee Sell be a great line? Great start for this kid, or maybe Merkulov, these kids we keep hearing about that are making 900 k that can be brought up and down without waiver wires. You can well, test yeah. them out. And if worse comes to worse, is it that hard to get a right-handed third liner come trade deadline? You know what I mean? And, and look what Coral did with like Trent Frederick. That's what I'm saying. That. Like yeah. he, and he, I think the guy that makes guys better. Yeah. You know and I, mean? I, I think Monty Lee Sell would be great. Like it'd be great for him to come up and play some games, him and Merkulov this year with Monty. And I really think as much as Frederick's graduated from a fourth liner, if you're going to put him at fourth line center, that's a different story because that's putting him back in his natural position. And you could see maybe if he's going to take over Coyle's job in the future. Right. And you got Beecher right there in the in the weeds waiting. Yeah, Beecher. So I, 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 I remember I the minute we didn't look like he was going to pan out. <laughs> oh, I know, eh? And then <laughs> we saw him in preseason last year. I'm like, he should be on the fucking roster. <laughs> yeah. We're all freaking Beecher? out. Yeah, him yeah, and I, I McLaughlin. Thought sure. I thought he was going to maybe make the roster, uh, just because his speed and the style of play. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the best year in Providence. He had a decent year, but I still think you could use a guy like Beecher next year. I mean, obviously I don't want to get way ahead of ourselves, but yeah, it's also at the point too, where like former first round pick as well. He can't be in the AHL this whole time. You got to see what he's capable of. He hasn't been, and he's the older again. out of a lot of those college kids that we've or college slash CHL kids. We've brought in see, uh, to Providence. He's, he's have. kind of the older. And I already see people have Lori up next year too, possibly. What? Even Mark. I just listened to his pod today and I was very surprised to hear all three of them had Lori on the roster. And I was afraid to put him on the roster when I did my cat friendly thing because I thought I was gonna get dragged for it. So I was like, I'll just I'll just leave him in the minors for now so no one drags yeah, me. <laughs> he didn't once once he shook off the uh nerves in Providence, he did do pretty well there. The thing is, like wouldn't you, you wrap you you look at the kid, man. I mean, hundred pounds soaking wet. You sneeze on him. He's he looks like he's yeah. gonna. It's like pasta in his first year. Bambi legs. I mean, he's a much better skater than pasta. Don't get me wrong, but well, then why don't you go get a right-handed shot version of Forbert to play with Zaboral on the third pairing, and then have Lorai as an up and down all year with no waiver exemption. Get rid of Forbert. Sign Luke Shen for Dick Cheap. That's what I'm saying. Luke Chen, everyone fucking dumped on me when I said throw DeHarnay in a in a Holloway trade for Allmark <laughs> and picks. That makes a lot of sense, actually. It did it not. You're bringing in a guy for 800 <laughs> fucking K. Like, I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, it's not about bringing in the best player. It's bring, this is about a business fucking trade right here. You're bringing in a center to play with Lee Sell for the future who can be waiver exempt all year this year. You're bringing in a fucking right-handed shot, six foot six player to play behind fucking Carlo, and you're getting almost five million dollars in cap space. Like to me, any way you're trading Allmarker Hall is to gain cap space and picks, anyways. So I, I, and and that's the thing too. I'm nipping this Ryan Nugent Hopkins things in the butt right now. We have yeah. DeBrusque, we have Hall, and we have Coil. All three of those players are Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I don't need another yeah, one. Has done some fucking trades, but he's not that dumb. Yeah, no. <laughs> that is no. a team friendly contract. That's it, the core of their team. Yeah, like you, if it, the only way they do that is if they get DeBrus coming back their way. That's what I think. There's yeah, no way. I think, 
I honestly think you have a better chance again Leon outside of Edmonton than you have Ryan waving. Oh yeah, his yeah. Who was the guy oh, yeah. saying the Bruins yeah. were going to inquire about uh, Drysdale? Our boy Phil. Phil. Philly, shout out Phil. He listens to the pod. I fucking love that that they oh, like Phil's the best, for. dude. That was the best. Yeah, but he's, yeah. We're gonna ask about Leon. Yeah, no that's I, fair assumption. Like, yeah, you make it to the second round. He was pissed after. Yeah. So it's a wasted year, and like if you're Don, you're like, hey, we had a wasted year too. hundred <laughs> percent. And then that's and it's like we're at that point right now where it's like Dry Settle and Pasternak are the same age. If you're doing anything and you're gonna put Lee Sell, Lorai first and whoever in a package, it's to get a guy like Dry Settle. And then yeah. DeBrusque would be going the other way, obviously, to make the cap yeah. and stuff work. But but th- like the that's Shout out Phil for throwing that in there because I loved how much it stirred everything up. Me and him emailed back and forth the trade deadline. He's a good guy. I know him and his son listen to the pod. So shout out Phil. Super Phil, man. Like if anyone knows Phil personally, like take a bullet for the guy or take a shot. Yeah, yeah, sure ruined somebody's day at one of those organizations. That is not as a leak out. No, Leon for sure got like a fucking thousand dollar bottle of champagne with an apology. Oh, yeah. like, no, no, we rejected it. I promise you we rejected it. <laughs> well, do you, do you see after all this shit came out about Toronto, they had the core four or five or whatever. They gave them the, I heard, this part didn't come out, but I heard they gave the company credit card to them and they were like, oh, here you go. Like, here's a sorry for all this stupid shit and like you guys getting dragged through the mud and please stay with our organization. And I guess they just like ran the credit card up. That's what some people, I got a lawyer buddy in Toronto and he was like, they just ran that thing up. That's what you got to do. Right. I mean, fuck. Oh fuck. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's why Mark doesn't have a company credit card. Cause he knows we'd fucking run oh, it up. Like the when, Bruins in when 2011. I'm out with the boys, when I'm out with the boys and say stack guy loots turn to buy the round. He'll give me his card. I'll be like, hey, go get the next round for the boys. And then next thing I know, everyone has three beers each. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, next round, buddy. You got to <laughs> learn. got to learn the hard way. I yeah. love it. But yeah, the I'm Toronto like, situation makes me feel so much better about our situation. Yes. There's I, no if, way Matthew stays. Toronto, right? If oh, Toronto even made that a series, I wouldn't have felt half as well as I do about our, our situation. The fact that Toronto essentially got steamrolled is so satisfying. Steamrolled and their like front office is an absolute yeah. disaster. It's like Dude. a retail store. It's it's like, yo, the, 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 the literally and along like <laughs> yo, it's the Toronto pump rules. It's fucking Vanderpump rules style of this shit, man. It's so <laughs> much drama up in there. God. I will say one <laughs> thing though. I've, I, I've said it a million times on Twitter, but like I said, like, even before, like, all the shit with Chicago hit the fan, I was like, they're just going to suck ass, and they're going to get Bedard, because why not? The NHL could benefit off that. And then they're not going to have to trade for Matthews, because they're never going to advance, and he's going to leave, and he's going to go to Chicago. What is with that? (laughs) Why do... I've been hearing it a bunch. Everyone thinks that Matthews is going to go... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I heard Jeff Merrick. Jeff Merrick was saying the same thing on Thirty Two Thoughts. He, yeah, he ripped your shit, dude. No, but he like apparently that's his his theory is that um, Matthews will go to Chicago, and he thinks it's gonna like this was his theory before Bedard, and now that they got Bedard, he like thinks that it's gonna happen. It's just like I don't get like 
it's just so random. Like I figured he'd go to LA or Anaheim or like, you know what I mean? Like, cause he's from those teams. Maybe. Yeah. Anaheim could do it, but I don't know. Wide open window. I I just think, I think with the way Matthews is though, he would want to be in a big market because of his fashion and all that, you know, you got to take that into effect. Yeah. But you're living in orange County. Do you really give a shit? Like you're fucking 25 minutes from LA. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, at that <laughs> that's point, the only thing about play that for LA, though. They don't yeah. have the cap. I, I guess when Kopitar comes off Mark the book. Yeah. See, if I'm LA and you're getting, or sorry, Anaheim and you're getting Fantilli, I would offer some fucking some of my prospects to Toronto for Matthews for sure. Well, that's circling back to the forward thing. Like, it's easy to buy him up, but I look at like Anaheim and Chicago. And I'm like, why wouldn't you take forward with like a seventh rounder, a sixth rounder? It's his last year, right? On this contract. But like, you have a guy, like, if you're going to bring up a dart, if no one would take on a guy for one more year, I feel like what him, Riley, obviously not, but I feel like him or Grizzik, forward or Grizzik at the draft are going to get traded. I, if I'm if I'm Grizzly, I'm asking for a fucking trade. Fuck the Bruins, man. Do you know how many times he's been hey, taken out of the lineup for dumbass shit? Oh, that's a three-team trade. You know who he's going somewhere, and then he's gonna end up in Tampa. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Fuck yeah. It, fuck up, Bobby. Yeah. Like Coop, Coops has yeah. already called somebody. You're so <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That that's what's exactly what's gonna happen. We're gonna trade Forbert to Chicago, and they're gonna flip him to Tampa at fifty percent. So they're. Forbert's like their yeah. Tampa would be paying Forbert 1.5 million opposed to three. Oh. One, That's one, exactly for, one for happen. one, one for one, Grizz for Maroon. Bam. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that. Oops, never letting go of Maroon, man. That's yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, two, two for one, Forbert and fucking Grizzly for the first overall pick. Let's go, baby. Says no, right? Yeah, <laughs> not Chicago. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it sucks too. Because I feel like Columbus is a team that would have been open taking some contracts at a cheap rate just to get some extra picks. But Don fucked that one. Wait, I don't think Don fucked that up, but Don burned yeah. that. Very but, interesting you say that because I think all, a slanting spot for Allmark is Columbus. Be a nice way to say sorry. I, I just think I they need a goalie scary. so bad. They have like $10 million in cap space. They have some young center that they could <laughs> flip to us. That Those are the types. Like that's that's another thing too. I see pe- pe- people keep coming at me. Why do you want to trade Allmark? Like you need a good Goldie tandem. Yeah, no shit. But like, if you're not going to use it in the playoffs, I'd rather that $5 million be spent on a guy like Bertuzzi or fucking, I don't know who else, a center that could help you for the future. Like I, I just, I don't want to trade Allmark, but you can't. The, thing is, the Bruins makes- have never paid more than $7 million for a goalie. You talk about they're the not goal, gonna goal, yeah, and you talk about the goalie tandem and all that, and I get it, it gets you through a long, grueling season. But I don't care about regular season anymore. I'm we but, are the greatest regular season team of all time. I'm so look, done with the regular look, season. Look at fucking um, <laughs> look, look at Vegas. They're on their seventh string goalie right now. Exactly. Oh, what you do gosh. is you trade Allmark. You trade Allmark because he's the high. He's gonna get you the highest return on your team. Um, and for most dollar for return is Allmark, correct? Right? Like, we all think that, right? Oh, like after he, the season? Exactly, yeah. right? 
So it's dumb if you don't trade him this offseason and you pay $9 million for two goalies when you're only going to play one in the playoffs. Like, clearly the Bruins, if, it would have been different if they played Swayman game two this year and we still lost the series. Then it's like, oh, oh man, God. like we have other problems, clearly. Yeah. It's not goalies, right? But the problem is the goalie situation couldn't get figured out. We couldn't keep the fucking rotation going like we did. So what's the point of keeping when Swayman commands... 3.5 to 4 million dollars for the next 4 years. How are we supposed to pay 9.5 to 10 million dollars for goalies when we can't even re-sign Bergeron at 1 million? You know what I mean? Like it's like people need to start thinking about this as a business. Do I want to trade Allmark? No. Do I love watching the goalie hug? Yes. So, this but is This is a thing. fucking business. And I'm so sorry. This is one thing it kind of brings me up uh, like I'm reminds so me sorry. of the goalie tandem. Uh <laughs> Damn, the song's gonna be stuck in my head now. <laughs> now I'm gonna think of uh, that simple plan song. I'm sorry. Yeah. Emo kids for life. Um, so Bruins Cap Space on Twitter put out their own little thing. I thought it was something good to mm. touch on. So basically, this is how it goes. Uh they're gonna re-sign Bergeron and Krejci, assuming they're coming back for one million. Trent Frederick with a bridge deal for two years at 1.5. Uh, you got Beecher and Greer up next year. Right now, as it looks, you don't have a fourth. You got Lauku up there as well, but on the left side, you don't have a fourth line right winger. But it looks like Swayman takes a bridge deal at one year, two million. Dude, I'm sorry, that's and, I have that right here. I, yeah. I know exactly what tweet you're talking about. I'm sorry, I don't know that's how the, that's gonna work. No. Like you uh, don't that, have a right winger, you don't have no, a sixth defenseman, no. and you only have four point four in cap space. Dude, I'm getting carved, carved for my cap fam- friendly version of what this guy did, pretty much. And and this Bruins cap space, he's great. <laughs> Go follow him at oh, Bruins he does cap, a great job. him him or her. I don't know who it is, but at Bruins cap space, um, all one word clearly. But uh, yeah, he has Bergeron and Krejci at a million. Trent Frederick, two million at one point five makes sense to me because does that he'll be coming off his contract at, and it says last year's an RFA, so that one is a bridge deal that makes a lot of sense to me. It's a five hundred thousand dollar or technically a million dollar bump on the contract he just came off of. It's great for what he did and it makes a lot of sense. Lauko at eight hundred is a fifty thousand dollar raise makes sense to me as your uh, whatever. 13th yeah. forward, 13th forward. That's assuming he still wants to be in the Bruins yeah. organization. Last year, okay. he did ask for a trade. Yes. Okay, Swayman's going to command 3.5 to 4. There's no way you're going to be able to pay, convince Swayman to take a one-year $2 million deal because that means he's going to have to do this all over again next year because he has two years left till he's till his RFA status is up. So he's going to want at least a 2 million or 2 year deal maybe even 4 who knows so i just i i get what he was doing i think it makes even a little more sense to like if you take 2 million put it on swim and you're looking at 2.4 million you take another 1.2 to 1.5 million and you sign Hathaway to a 2 year deal that fills your roster out and you got about 700 K to 1.2 million in cap space for next year, which okay, yes, that makes sense. I get what he's doing, but is Krejci really coming back? 
You know what I mean? Like I don't this know. is he has I, Forbert in this lineup at one year for three point or three million, which is insane. If you're gonna make all those moves and then keep Forbert, like he has Grizzlick being traded, right? Right, mm-hmm. Boozy? Which I uh, I I, yes. I, I, I don't I, I saw multiple. Oh yeah. You don't you don't keep Forbert and Carlo yeah. as your second pairing. Like I'd way rather see Grizzly, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, and then Zaboro and fill in the blank for Clifton spot. What do you think, Bobby? I think we need Bergeron more than he needs us. Mm-hmm. And we don't need Krejci more than he needs us. Yeah. So Krejci, I think you could work with not having him in the photo the photo. Forbert, you definitely you have to do some of the money. Uh, circling back, though, so like I said, it's a, it's a realistic outline of what you can do with the next year's roster if everyone comes back. But circling back with Swayman, something that, like, and it's a trade that, like, kind of went under the radar because this kid never really went anywhere, never panned out. But I feel like Don has known that this day was going to come. He got he got Allmark on a gamble with a good contract, team-friendly. That's movable, and that was one of the first things that came up as soon as we signed him, like, well, Swayman takes over, you can move that easily. And then you like, who's going to back him up? We well, have Boosie. You can sign someone for one million if you have who's the other kid in Providence. Like his name's escaping uh, me. Kaiser. Kaiser. Not only that, but in that Jack Studnika trade, you got Michael DiPietro. Yep. Who got tossed around the Vancouver Canucks? Who was a stud at the World Juniors for Canada? Right. And didn't he? Lost, he had one of the best. Oh, he had one of the best performances. Yeah, since Carey Price, right? Yeah. 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 So, so I'm always like, what what does the Boston organization do but take disgruntled, unorganized players and put them in a system? Mm-hmm. So like I feel like the Allmark thing's been that was kind of like a, a done deal. It's a fail safe, right? It yeah. always was. But like I like the guys, the, the my favorite thing about that dude, and I say that dude, that person's uh, lineup is that they bring Hathaway back. Yes. No, that was me. They didn't even bring Hathaway back. That was me who put him in there. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like no, I saw someone else have him at two. Someone minutes. else did too. I stole it from them. I can't remember. Honest. I don't know oh, who Bruins it was. Network had him. At That's like, what it was. Yeah. 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 That's hefty. Yeah. That's a I pretty much price, dude. I pretty much took both of their lineups and put them together and like what I thought could happen, and then I added the Allmark for young centerman trade. Just to make the Bertuzzi thing work in my head, because that's that's another thing. A lot of the, everyone's playing this game, but like they're playing the like, oh, I want this guy, I want that guy. Well, there's a money aspect to this well, whole situation. To, this is a fun thing to point out. I don't know what the relationship is to this day, but Don and Armstrong and the Blues. I mean, we this this is fucking shitty to bring up, but we had Bennington play for Providence as a favor. And Who? I don't think that, oh Bennington, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a favor, and I don't think they've ever exchanged. Like if St. Louis is in a transition year, why not? So funny, Warbert or Riley for future considerations. You know the, yeah. the trade, <laughs> like you owe us. You we brought your fucking boy in, got him off King Street, let him play, got him good enough where he fucking stole a cup from us. You fucking, owe us. You fucking I, they, they owe us. I, big time. Some of those sick Winter Classic jerseys too. Oh, those were filthy. Once they were in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Minnesota, if they had just got rid of that, that stripe up at the top, theirs would have been so filthy. 
I don't yeah. know why they had that. Sh- you know what I'm talking about, right? I that would never band. understand too why Devils fans didn't have an uproar over that jersey. That was oh, I know. Devils reverse retro jersey. I know. I know. I, I got a bone to pick with Riley Forbert, but I think the Forbert contract can be traded. You, you, I, I, still think has, I, I think he has yeah. a little bit of value. Have one more year left. I think he has a little bit of value. He did have a decent year. He didn't have a terrible year. He could fit in on a team with, he, you know, you just have to. I'm just trying to hope it. Just trying to say into existence, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) You have to hope a team like Arizona sees value in Forbert and is like, all right, we'll let him play 45 games, and we'll flip him at the deadline, like they did with Goss to spare two years ago. Um, uh, Other team, like I don't, I don't know of other examples, but like that happens with defensemen, right? They'll get recycled to shittier teams, and then those teams will flip going into this. Happened with Riley. They they got Montreal. Montreal got him. Flipped him to us when we got him at the deadline for a third. They got him for like a fifth the year before. Yeah, that's what team right now going into next year. It's it's a pretty good team, I believe. I'm, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they have like none of their defensemen signed going into next. Oh, year. oh Capitals. Yeah, Capitals. Capitals they, could use him. No, they, they, at, yeah, at the deadline they re-signed a bunch of them. Oh, scumbags. They him. re-signed uh, James Van Riemsdyk's brother. Uh, Trevor Van Reeves, like, and uh, they they got Sandin for our first over for our first round pick from the Leafs. Yeah, yeah Sandin. Right. Obviously, they got Carlson. That yeah, then yeah, and I think oh, like I Bobby said, some... I think the plan is for Orlov to go back there. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Which sucks, but I I get it. it. Sucks, but we're not we can't afford him. I mean, the thing about Orlov too, like yeah. he was awesome, but he that's... was not good defensively in the playoffs. And that's for sure a one-hit wonder. We regret it halfway through the season. Yeah, and that's that's my thing. Like he's aging. He's like 32, right? Like I know that's not aging, but like for defense. Oh, that's old for defenseman. Yeah, especially when you have Lindholm, Carlo, um, McAvoy, and Grizzlick uh ch- like chilling as your top four. Like, yeah, we don't need him. No. And, and this, oh, hey, so this sorry. is my thing, Bobby, real quick. If you bring back just Hathaway, is the trade deadline a failure looking at how the season ended? Or do you need a guy like Bertuzzi or Orloff? Because you're not going to keep both. You know it's going to be one of the other, sorry. And it most likely would be Bertuzzi and Hathaway and or Bertuzzi and or just Hathaway. But do you think if you bring none back, is, is that a failure of a trade deadline to you? Seeing how the season ended, even though you, we all agreed this is how you, what you had to do, we all agreed this is the moves you needed to make. We all knew the extent of the hall and Felino injury. N- knowing everything you know now, do you think you still might need to bring one of them back to make the trade deadline somewhat successful? No, because yeah. last. I'm with Bobby yeah. on that. Yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just I think, curious. I think if you want to make it a success, like to give the talking heads to give it a grade. If you bring back Hathaway, then it's like a C plus. Mm-hmm. If you bring back Bertuzzi in any manner, that's an A. Yeah. But if you you just you can't even go near Earl or I, I think no. I no. think if you bring back Bertuzzi, I think if you bring back Bertuzzi or Hathaway, I obviously if you bring back any player, but if you bring obviously Orlov's probably gone, but you bring back Hathaway or Bertuzzi or both getting greedy there but yeah <laughs> it 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 softens the blow with the trade deadline with how much you gave up 
losing in the first round. It's just the first for next year is tough because if you're a team that is well, not just next year, this year too, you know, like, yeah, this year too. But yes, like, I feel yes. like you kind of, you knew this year's first Even round this, pick was yeah, gone. Either that way. one was a goner. Yeah. yeah. My I thing about sure... next year's what, what if you finish 16th next year? Yeah. No, I, that's I, a I pick thought, gone. I thought yeah, for right. sure. That, that's like a, that's like a, uh, no, that's or like if a, you finish 12th, 12th last or 12th in the I lottery. I thought for sure fucked. this was the last year that you were trading away a first round pick, not two first round picks. But but I still I agree with is, you trading the first rounder for Bertuzzi, though, which is the tough part. Yes, right? No, I, I totally agree with it. It had to be done, especially because you didn't know the significance of Hall's injury at the time. But is that is that trade pick? They call uh, is, is next year's trade first round trade pick is that protected at all? Top ten. That's so if you finish, 10. if so, if you finish eleventh in the lottery, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Bye bye. And here's that's why you give Eisenman any pick in the top dude, 30. Watch you get oh, the first fuck. overall pick next year. Fuck. It's so I fucked mean, too because I don't want the Bruins to suck and not make the playoffs. But the year we took Lee Sell, Detroit had a pick like two above us, and they took this. Uh, Marco Casper kid. He was a centerman from Switzerland that tore up the world juniors that year. And I was so fucking mad and he's still in their system. He isn't like exceeded what LaSalle's done, but as a centerman left-handed, like shifty, he, he's pretty much like Stutzla, uh, uh, light, like not an elite version of him, but like, and, yeah. and centerman. Right. So, that's my biggest fear about next year is what Bobby just said. Stevie Y is going to take the guy we all, a centerman, a right-handed Bergeron, we've all fucking been waiting for. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you don't know much about, like, drafting, like, not everyone, like, studies that shit, right? Mm -hmm. Here's everything you need to know about Steve Eisman and the draft. Like, 2016, he calls Minnesota, and he's like, I'll give you this year's fifth and my next year's fifth if you give me your fifth this year. And they all laughed and they traded it to him and he picked Braden fucking point. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. He like, did the same thing with Palat. Palat was like a right, seventh yeah. round pick too. He, I think he took like, ours or Toronto's seventh round pick and picked Palat with it. Why? That's why when we traded, that's the only thing I didn't like about Bertuzzi. I'm like, fuck, we're gambling with the devil. And like, that's, and know, that's, and you that's, know that like, <laughs> and see, that's my thing where, if you can't trade Forbert or Riley for a seventh round pick, I eat the million dollars and I buy them out and try and sign Bertuzzi for 5.5. That's the only reason because then it, in my OCD fucked up brain, it makes it okay. that Stevie Y is going to get an absolute stud with our fucking 15th overall pick because we missed the playoffs by a fucking point. You have to buy out Riley. He is, he has no, he gains you almost 2 million. He doesn't want to be here. I think no matter what, yeah. he's bought out. Well, this is the crazy part. Is okay. I don't want to say his name. Yeah, I don't want to say his name. But you got to buy out Mitchell Miller this year. Yeah, and you only get two That'll spots a for a buyout. Be I a am so shocked that Sweeney's up for GM the year. I don't know why everyone's <laughs> forgotten about this. I do not get it. I didn't want to talk about it on Twitter because I didn't want but, to be dragged for being a snowflake or whatever the situation it's is. It's not fan but, voting though, right? It's not fan No, voting. it's the other GMs, which is even shadier. The, why does that <laughs> you know, that, that was a Because you got to remember, Arizona, whoever their GM at the time was, drafted him. 
Yeah, but dude, they made a guy do a workout. They didn't draft or they didn't sign a kid who fucking I don't even want to say what this kid did. That's no, how bad it was. I don't even want to say it on our podcast. Though, originally. Oh yeah, they did originally, yeah, but they didn't yeah. know they didn't know about the incident when they drafted. But, yeah. Also, how do you not know? Like, how do you not do your digit do yeah, I'm that's on them, but we knew. Hard. We knew when but we willingly then you got, signed you got the Blackhawks organization who are a bunch of fucking losers. Like, there's some scummy people out there. I don't think they even think about that when it comes to that. But that not that the problem? I've got the trade. Oh, got isn't isn't that the problem? The, problem? Mitchell, the culture? That, that goes take Miller to like you take NFL Orbert. owners. You see, <laughs> did you see how long it took Dan Snyder to sell the Washington Commanders? Hey, no, no. Have I you don't seen want, that team play? That sucks, bro. Do not <laughs> compare... <laughs> <laughs> do not compare hockey to that dog shit fucking league. I'm just I can't about stand front football. Off, front offices, they all they let that get, who's that day. who's that quarterback that the Browns signed? They let Deshaun him that Watson. rapist. Yeah, whatever the fuck he did, he beat up Deshaun, his girl or whatever. No, it, he every, just likes hand jobs when he gets massages. 29 okay, well, times. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know the whole story, but <laughs> but either way, um <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't, maybe as a Canadian and all the shit hockey Canada's gone through in the past, and I'm, it's warranted. I'm not saying yeah. it's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm just you have saying the whole thing with the Canadian as, women's team too, and I don't know. Like, I'm just, it just, this is going to be everywhere, no matter what, not just hockey. That's the thing. I'm going to bring up Mitchell. Yeah, Miller. it's fucked up and it's stupid. It is. It's it stupid is. what Sweeney did and the front offices did, but. Every sport does it. Every team does it at some point. It's. I'm I just not, don't I'm know surprised. if it's worth GM of the year or uh, worth the draw. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised shows, if he doesn't win. I wouldn't be just surprised shows, if he doesn't win. It just shows how little a time it takes for these things to just go away. Like nobody has even brought up the fact that Sweeney is up for GM of the year, and he did at one point. Like it gave us our first loss of the year. Like. Dude, they were ready to fire Sweeney and Neely, like yeah. in fucking October. They were. Li- okay, I still think they should have at the time, but Sportsnet was calling for their head, Bobby. Like we saw it every fucking day. It's all thirty-two. To- Heard about uh, it? Yeah, that's all thirty-two thoughts talked about for like four podcasts in a row, and that's a month worth of podcasts. It just Dude. surprises me that it's not even a topic of conversation. That's all I'm saying. It, it was such a huge thing that I didn't meet, like, like I'm pretty sure I announced it, but I didn't wear. Any of my Boston shit for like mm-hmm. a couple weeks. I had people like, at my work. My jacket out, and I was like, "Fuck!" I feel so shitty. I felt like I was wearing like one of my Ryan Adams shirts from back in the day. I was yeah. like, I'm just dude, a I, shit, eh? like I, 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 I'm the same way. I stopped. I, I, a lot of my hockey Canada stuff I've grown out of, so I wear it to work because it's like shop, uh, yeah. shop clothing, right? I, I stopped wearing that shit when the Bruins stuff happened. My co-workers being like, man, like, I thought Bruins were a respected organization. This is Leafs fans. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you know, like, you've done something wrong. And, like, I don't want to stew on this. I didn't even want to bring it up. But it just did shock me for the backlash that we got as an organization, rightfully so, that it just has gone away now. And all of a sudden, Sweeney's the front runner for GM of the year. I'm gonna say more thing on I mean, the Mitchell. Are you gonna be surprised though with how he swindled the trade deadline? Like, well, yeah. we said it at the trade deadline. We said this could pole vault him to GM of the year, even though what happened, which is wild. Yeah. But yeah. Bobby, what are you gonna say? Sorry. 
when Montour scored his goal in game seven, when like because Swayman stops that every other fucking time. When that puck bounced in, oh yeah. really the name that popped in my mind was like Mitchell Marler. I was like, this is the hockey god karma. Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah, like, oh, got yeah. the fucking bounce. Yeah. These Fuck you. You're so fucking right, dude. But honestly, man, it I didn't even like think about that. That yeah, that's the hockey gods fucking raining on our parade for Marshawn missing Don the fucking fuck the 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 breakaway. The All mark passing Kachuk or passing Verhage the puck. Oh my god, shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> okay. uh, oh my god, I just turned it around. Can you guys see that? I just turned around yeah. and it was the fucking Panthers with the pro with that. the whales trophy. Oh, <laughs> I just saw me. Shout out to them for picking it up. Yeah. I, hey, I love that Kachuk just grabbed it. Well, I think too, be like Barkov being um, European, he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You know what I mean? Like he's like, "I won this." They yeah. didn't parade it around the arena, but they they took the trophy. They won it. They, same thing Wayne Gretzky said on TNT last night. He was like, "It's a great trophy. It's not the one you're trying to win." And even I saw a couple. I was reading lips of a couple of the guys in that. And well, after Barkov picked it up, they're all shaking their head like, "This isn't the one." This isn't the one. Like, they know what they want. They know what they're trying to win. I just, like, I don't know. Like, they, they've done it. Florida doesn't give a fuck right now, dude. Dude, yeah. they beat us in the conference finals in 96, too. Yeah. Not even. It was the first round in 96. Was it the first round? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the first round. Yeah, whatever. It was, was like the last time Ray Bork had a chance at winning the cup with the Bees. Yeah, too. I was four years I old. So. Fucking Florida Panthers, dude. They're in a lockdown. I went through like Florida teams keep winning are such bullshit because I don't care what you say. There's no Florida fan base in any sport that gives a shit about their team. <laughs> you know, there's I wasn't so Florida sick for one thing, man. Scarface. That's a great fucking movie. And, and retirement homes. <laughs> and, and cocaine. Cocaine's probably dope in Florida. Allegedly, yeah. Gotta make you I, I wouldn't know. I would I, never know. I can't say the story. I never know. I would never know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell the story. Someone from the league. This will be the one time someone from the league listens to like the pod. They're like, Bobby what comes to the stadium? <laughs> Bobby comes on the first pod canceled. <laughs> all I'll say, all I'll say is someone from one of the teams, whether it be the Kings or the Hawks, told me that every time they met in the playoffs, it was a fucking blizzard. Oh, okay. I'll uh, yeah, I'll 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 confirm the story. It doesn't snow in Florida. Yeah. I will confirm this story. Um, yeah. The last time that when LA went on that run, I forget which one it was, 2012. 2012. Yeah. I would have been two years out of high school. Uh, I lived, or one of my best friends lived down the road from Drew Doughty. We walked down to his house. I knocked on the fucking door. Brandon Prust opened the fucking door. He's like, come on in. We fucking go in. There was. It was snowing inside. All of a sudden, there was snow hills all around on the tables, and there was a bunch of NHL players that are well respected hitting the slopes that night. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say a Norris Trophy uh, champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew my buddy invited me out one night, and once I had a few drinks and got comfortable, I just asked him jokingly. I said, "So, like." Was tickets to the limit just playing every time you guys went into intermission when you played the Hawks? Yeah. What do you think the fucking Rangers could keep up? Like yeah, the yeah. moment they had an edge, we just went bam. Yeah. Like 
No one cared. Dude, that's what people don't realize. Even there 10 years ago, even 10 years ago, the NHL was so different. Like, it's made oh, up of, man. like, yeah, like, these kids now, they're <laughs> yeah. all, like, they're all hockey nerds, right? And that's fine. Oh, say you get Jack Hughes, but... I miss my Mike Richards, my Drew Doughty's, or like Drew Doughty back in the like fuck the game. Brad Marsh and Tyler Sagan, in 2011. Like you gotta be kidding me, dude. Vancouver Olympics gold medal game. Drew Doughty was fucking hungover, doing blow. Well, I don't know, hundred percent, but having fun all night <laughs> the before. Missed the pregame meeting. Fucking showed up right before the game, laced him up. He went two and two that night with a plus two. <laughs> like. Fucking animal. These these guys back this is only 10, 12 years ago. The games changed for the better. Don't get me wrong. That's the one thing I do like about the Panthers and watching them. They play a lot like those those old school teams. Yeah. You know they went hard after every series win. Oh yeah. yeah. They they got (laughs) after it. Bobrovsky probably learned another language last night. Oh, for sure, dude. I didn't know. Yeah, didn't fucking know. gibberish because he was fucking shit faced and couldn't get a sentence out. There are hey, a lot Bo- of I love yous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Boos, you can teach him fucking hieroglyphics. Yeah, that's a lot what... of homeless people were rich last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking oh, fuck. um. And this morning it was cocaine and pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Sag and miss team breakfast. Come on. <laughs> um so you guys want to uh answer so, so we got a few questions in today. Uh I kind of sent it out last minute. Do you guys want to answer some? I mean, we yeah, we man. only have 3, but there's two we can really dive into. One it's more so towards me, but uh um so we sent out a tweet obviously with our special guest. It's obviously Bobby fucking Brewski. The first question was Bees memes himself <laughs> asking how many times can you reference your horn in the first 15 minutes? To be honest, I don't think I mentioned my horn at all in the first 15 minutes today. And no, I don't think you did. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I feel like I haven't mentioned it enough. I'm kind of disappointed in the list. I know. I, I thought for hey, sure with Bobby hey, on. Li- hey, I thought love for all sure the with listeners. Bobby on, we would only be talking about wrenches, like 90% wrenches, 10% Bruins. But <laughs> hey, encore, man. <laughs> yeah. But that is true. Brett, you hopped on to me and Bobby told you we were just showing each other's our cock so yeah i felt like that. i had to unzip and pull it out or i wasn't allowed <laughs> yeah well fucking bobby just put me to shame shocker uh tripodsky dude as i came on all i heard was <laughs> yeah yeah. i was like what yeah. was that you're like oh tripodsky <laughs> fucking earthquake um but to the next question our oh shit our boy tommy bennett asked Give me your boldest prediction for next season. And, oof. Fuck, that's tough, huh? That's boldest pr- prediction for next season? Let's let's put it like this. Boldest prediction for next season as in, do you want to include off-season too? Or just I was going to re- say, let's do off-season, then season. Okay, off-season. I guess my boldest would be I think Bergeron and Krejci both come back. Okay. <laughs> I'm, trying I'm to like think. 50-50 with you. I don't think Krejci. I think Krejci entertains coming back, but I, I don't think. All season long, I didn't think Krejci was coming back. But after hearing what his if Krejci came you, back, I thought Bergeron I was like, he's coming back. That'd be weird. Eh, if Krejci comes back and Bergeron doesn't, who do you like? You, you have to give the they, seed. 
they both of them have said they're not tethered together anymore. And that was so weird because Krejci said at first, he was like, no, it doesn't matter if Bergeron comes back or not. And I was like, huh, that's weird to say. It's an odd thing to say to somebody like about Bergeron, right? And then they yeah. asked Bergeron and he laughed and he was like, no, it doesn't matter if Krejci comes back or not. And then went on to say, it didn't matter if we won a cup or not this year, I'd still contemplate coming back next yeah. year. So Which I think even Berge- makes me more so believe that Bergeron's yeah. coming back. But after hearing Krejci's exit interview, I think Krejci's coming back. I All season long, I thought for sure he was going to hang it up regardless at the end of the season. But I heard his exit interview. I'm like, there's not a chicken's chicken sick chance in this world that he's not coming back next season. Book it. Both of them are coming back this offseason. So we're going hot take, right? Like it doesn't have Boldest to be something. prediction. So we're going to do offseason. Okay. Then we're okay, do okay. So I, I, I think I think a goalie is gone no matter what. And my boldest prediction is Swayman is traded for like someone like Shane Wright. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, definitely That's my boldest prediction is someone offers us more for Swayman and he ends up being the one that goes. Okay. Did not see that coming. Fuck. I mean that's that... for off season. For off season. Yeah, off season. But I think a goalie's gone right, either way. Austin, that's the ultimate fuck you to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? And they don't want him. I heard there's mad tor- turmoil and he doesn't want to even want to play there because they didn't bring him up during the playoffs after he lost. Um, with Mark Savard in the W or the OHL uh, playoffs, who I think Mark Savard should. Or I'll leave that for my bold prediction next. <laughs> Bobby, what's uh, your off-season bold prediction? I think I that's a tough one. I think all yeah. goes. You think all goes? goes? I think that's fair. Yeah. All right, regular season. Let me let me take a swig and let me think about this because this might get wild. Re- regular season's tough. Uh, if I'm, this is me assuming that Bergeron and Krejci are coming back. All right. Fuck it. Ah, shit. I think, fuck, man, this is hard. Boldest prediction for next season. Shit, man. Um, okay. I'll go with mine. Okay. You go. (laughs) Boldest prediction for next season is, um, we fire Joe Sacco and hire Mark Savard, and we have the best power play in the league next year. Oh, fuck yeah, baby. I love that. That's my bold what prediction. I always forget that Joe Sacco is assistant. He's okay. horrible. Here's I mine. Here's mine. Dude, pl- went, like, coach yourself out of a fucking job already. Like, I don't want you here. <laughs> here. Here's my boldest prediction for next season. Hypothetically speaking, the Bruins get off to rough first 25 games of the season. Like, say, really rough first 25 games of the season. Monty's fired. Chris Holy. Kelly is the interim head coach. Holy <laughs> shit. Let's get, let's get hey, horny, that, baby. That piggyback that piggybacks off of a Mark Savard thing because that, that, that's like the that's Bruins have been tethered me, to like him. thinking that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna ride with that because I was trying to think players in standings, and I think saying that they'd be a wild card team next year isn't too bold. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get horny. Let's say Chris Kelly also, head coach if they start off slow. Also, I'm stealing my uh, mine from Steve from um, the Black and Gold podcast with Mark and Grace. Shout out to them. Shout out to the new co-host Grace. She's cool. Uh, I was talking to her on Twitter a bit. But yeah, I stole that take from their podcast. So I just wanted to put that in there because, you know, we we ain't ta- we ain't take stealers over here. We <laughs> we uh, we fucking reference our takes. So 
Fucking rights, baby. Bobby, yeah. what's your uh, regular season? So off season, we trade Allmark. Yep. Allmark does not win the Vesna. In the regular season, my big hot take is that uh, Mason Laura gets nominated for the Calder. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. And, and, and Allmark wins the Vesna with his new team. Oh, <laughs> fuck, baby. He we cook it. the dagger oh, and, and in the just, heart of just the because, throat. It's because pain, uh, when the Bruins introduce the three new jerseys, they're not the 80s jerseys. They bring back the early 2000s jerseys. You think so? No, no. I just, oh, okay, good. <laughs> because I was going to say, I, I was going to say as a podcast, I think our hot take or bold take should be that they go back to those yellow socks. Um, yes. The Cam Neely. Yeah. The Cam Neely jerseys with the fucking meth bear on the shoulders yes. i've been seeing um uh, it's like hit hit mon law or something like that there's a couple graphic design guys that have been saying that uh that that that's the plan as of right now so i'm hoping my buddy colin who dresses or who collects jerseys he's got a guy he buys from like some black market gets crazy prices type dude and he told him he's like they're getting three new jerseys next year yeah plus a special event jersey yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Like, thanks. That's a thousand dollars instantly. I know, gone. right? <laughs> I still have to buy a DeBrusque Winter Classic, a Pasternak Reverse Retro, the first one. Fucking I don't even know who I'm gonna get for the Pooh Bear. I like to I like to tether the jersey to the player, like for Pasternak, the old the yellow reverse retro because of the Barbie yeah. girl shit. And then you got the Hattie too. Yeah, yeah, and then fucking Kirk Wolf, assisted by Jake Stucknika, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and fucking <laughs> uh, the Winter Classic from this year because DeBrusque was a fucking menace. Wolf's I don't know who the Pooh Bear. Bear. I think I'm gonna go Bergeron because I have a yellow Bergeron Pooh Bear, and it just makes sense if I have both. That yeah. that's how my OCD I give brain a works. Shout out. <laughs> I give a shout out to Ian at Locked On Bruins because he had Marshy on the podcast. Oh yeah, he did. Marshy likes the Pooh Bear more than Winter Classic. Oh so really? I love to hear that. Jersey, I was like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta buy one to get a Marshy jersey. Like, yeah, I'm more of a meth guy. But yeah, yeah, I, I like see. I like I, the Winter Classic ones, but I don't. The only reason I, I was gonna get one either way, and then after DeBrusque had the performance he did, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just get a DeBrusque." Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna get no name like Boosie. You have no name, right? I have a Marshall Winter Classic one. Yeah, no name. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to get the same I as raw dog that. Yeah. No, no name. <laughs> um, next question. Our last one. Brew Crew at Brew Crew 16. If we bring in an outside of the box free agent, who would you want and why? Do you guys oh. want me? I have a guy. If you guys want me to go first, I will. Yeah, just because I'm going to pull up the FS. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk because I think he'll be cheap right-handed defenseman play with Zaboral veteran uh, I think he could help the team on the right one side before. because you're, you're thin on the right side already as it is uh, I wouldn't be surprised for like a guy like Connor Carrick to be up there as well though because I, he, had, he had a decent season in Providence I was going to say do you give him um do, do you re-sign him as a Clifton replacement or your seventh D, Connor Carrick? I thought he looked yeah. great. And yeah. he, Mark was raving about him all year. He was a great journeyman for us. I think you have to, right? I mean, he he. Unless, it depends 
how many suitors he has in the offseason, but off the top of my head, a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk, veteran, uh, he's he's won a Stanley Cup. Um, he's you know he's been in the league for a while. He can play you know bottom six, bottom four minutes, whatever you want to call it for defensemen. He doesn't you know he's he's obviously on the back nine, but he can you know plug that hole in, you know flex sail that hole in for you right there. And uh, I would you know. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a guy. Like, it depends what he's asking for. He didn't have the best years in Anaheim. He kind of cashed out after winning that. Uh, it can't win- be more than uh, three million. He's made. Uh, I mean, four, he was he making, made three point nine this yeah, year. Yeah, so there's no way. I I can't even see it being half that to be honest. But well, Ian Cole, Ian Cole's thirty four, and he signed for three million last year with Tampa. That's what I was like. <laughs> um. I'm going to keep it defenseman as well. Pairing for Zaboral. He's a left-handed shot, and he's a, a fringe top four guy that could play uh, top four minutes in a pinch if you had an injury or whatever. Big boy from in Nova Scotia, good old fucking Canadian fella, skates with Marshawn in the offseason, uh, Ryan Graves. I think you can well, I like sign that one. him. I think I like you could sign him for 3.5-ish million for a couple of years. He's 28 years old, doesn't put the points up, but he's 6'5", 220 pounds, throws the body around. He'd be a perfect Forbert replacement. You could throw Zaboro on the right side of him. Okay. I feel like that's asking a lot to throw Zaboro in on the right side, but I can, you know, he's capable of playing the they right side. Though. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, that that would be my top six. Like Zaboro would have to, because we've seen him on the right before, and I don't know if Graves plays the right side. Um, I would have no problem. It re- realistically, it'd be Zaboro, Grizzlick, McAvoy, or Graves, Grizzlick, Zaboro. Depends whoever fucking works together. That's how I saw it in my head when I plus him and Mershon. Matt, uh, McKinnon and all those Nova Scotia guys, they skate together. Crosby, they all skate together in the summer. So, yeah. Makes sense, right? Bobby, you know. Those Canadian fellas, they all Everybody. fucking love each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Hollywood, baby. Uh, Shout out Helia. <laughs> Shout out Helia on that one. Uh, so I'll tell you more after. Mine, I think I split up in two scenarios. So if Bergie comes back, I think he signed Thomas Tatar because he's burned so many times. And if you want Freddie at four line center, that's a great left wing that I have with him. Mm-hmm. Urgy and Kreishi don't come back. I think because he was so in love with the original six and he was just infatuated with it. Why not sign Ryan O'Reilly to a three-year deal? It's so funny you say that because I was I, thinking the same thing. Over I was thinking the exact same thing, right? Because you could, like, if Krejci's not coming back, you just tell Zaka, all right, one more year at left wing slash center. You did a great job this year. Can you do one more year of that for us until Bergeron's (laughs) gone, right? But then I saw that the Carolina Hurricanes have $25 million in cap space and no center signed for next year. And I was like, that is a perfect spot for a guy who plays guitar, wears fucking cowboy hats, like... Does that not make? And they were in. They were. They were in on him on the fucking trade deadline too. I think a lot of teams fucked. I think a lot of players fucked up not trying to get there. 
Oh yeah, man. Cinco, Kane, both should have tried to get to the Canes. They fucked up so hard. It's so funny because the teams that are in the final four didn't made barely any um, trades at the trade deadline. Like the Panthers made zero fucking trades at the trade deadline. Zero. That's fucking insane. Hindsight 2020. I know, right? And another thing, too, is I said to Boosie, how many times I say to you, Boosie, whoever fucking gets Barbashev is going to the cup finals. I remember you saying that a few episodes. Right? Yeah. Right? And it wasn't a lot. I no, and I even said, I'm like, don't make that happen. <laughs> and I even said to Boosie, I was like, and it sucks because Bruce Cass, like, everyone's going to freak out when it fucking happens because Bruce, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like Why they were talking about going for Noel Chari because of the they, switch. And I'm yeah. going to be like, fuck Noel Chari. Go for Barbashev if you want someone who's like hard hitting and can score. Oh, yeah. Imagine like, if they got a Chari tossed in, <laughs> would have been perfect in that system. And and I get Colasar's been good for them, but Achari would be yeah. Yeah. He was playing third he was playing third line on Toronto. It's a deep team. I'll tell my so yeah. I remember when I found out well, when it got leaked or whatever, when it came out that Marshy would train with uh Crosby and McKinnon. I think it was before the 2017-18 season. I heard that on like 30 yeah. thoughts. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> I had to like correct. Uh, 32 there was 31 at the time anyways I remember Jeff was talking about it and then I remember the first game against Columbus Marshy it was like scorch earth he oh was, yeah like, guys like making it was the world championships the year before the world championships when okay. uh when they had that North America team in the world the world team or whatever the the yeah. in Toronto I got a hell of a story about that yeah, that so that summer Bergeron was like, I'm not gonna play on the team unless Marshawn does. Claude Julian was like one of the coaches or whatever. And yeah. uh Crosby was like, Okay, well, if Marshawn's gonna play on the team, he's got to train with me this summer. And then that's when they started training together. And then he played with Bergeron and Crosby, scored the game winner and fucking like yeah, like unbelievable. That's some crazy story. So I, I may have no, I don't think I've mentioned someone in the corner. But I was watching that game. I messaged my buddy Cole, my best friend. And I said, because I think Did you say uh, Cole? Cole, yeah. That's my brother's uh, name. Fucking right. So it was, it was your brother I was messaging. Uh, <laughs> team, Europe, team Europe is up one nothing because of Char are scoring. And I remember I messaged him with like maybe six minutes left in the third. And I said, Brett Burns is gonna tie the game. I know I said, yeah, I said Brett Burns is gonna tie the game. And then Marshy's gonna score with under a minute left to win it. And then fucking Burnsy tipped one from the corner. Burgey tipped it in. I was like, okay, close enough. And then I remember uh, our buddy there, Scarface, Drew Doughty, took a penalty. And my buddy messages me. He's like, fuck. And then I, all I said was like, Marshy led the league in shorthanded goals this season. Yeah. And then JT drops fucking center of the ice in 46 seconds or whatever. Marshy scores like the fuck you Canada goal. Then eat that. The fucking staple celebration too. Yeah, fuck you, Boosie, you stupid American. Fuck, man. American <laughs> baby. Guy, you know he's the first guy he celebrates with too, which is so ironic. For he jumps into Petrangelo's arms. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like fuck. Like, but yeah, I was it's... at a bar. So I go on. No, I was gonna say I've said this to Boosie before on the podcast three years ago. If I told you Mark Stone, Petrangelo, Eichel. And Bruce Cassidy were all on the same team. 
you would think the Bruins fucking hit gold, right? Yeah, like you would think, holy shit, every year of the offseason, yeah. we got one of the big guys. Oh, man. Psych. Welcome to Vegas we Golden Knights. <laughs> I remember Elliot talked about it when he signed with Vegas. It Like, Boston was there, like, last minute. Mm-hmm. And Vegas yeah. offered a year, and we didn't. <clears throat> yeah, because Krug went the other way. <clears throat> Sorry, the other way to Yeah, we Louis. lost Krug, and then we were like, okay, we're, we're going to use that throw. money. Yeah. And instead, we signed John Moore. But also, Morgan, that was, Morgan Riley and fucking, or not Morgan Riley, Mike Riley and fucking Forbert. With that was, the that was the year we were supposed to, where the salary cap was supposed to go up like five COVID. Mil. Yeah, yeah, COVID. Yeah. Supposed fucking to. Piece Do you of think shit. the cap is actually going to go up next year? I don't think yeah. it's going to. A million, it's half a million. Coyotes are like cousins. It's going to so, go up, it's it's so go up $92,000. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bullshit. These teams that are winning right now are fucking us. Hey, every team that's in the final fours has no state tax. Think that's a fucking coincidence? No hey. state tax, and then I'm a southern teams, and they're they're all on Bali sports contracts. They're all they're all probably, so funny. And they're and all, you all know probably the players... over the salary cap right now, too, as we speak. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we were the highest over the salary cap in the in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> it's so higher. That was the <laughs> well it's so funny too bobby you mentioned the the bally thing how yeah. much do you want to bet the players are gonna have to pay for that in the end there's what no way that gary's gonna admit he was wrong and mate like he's gonna he's gonna be like oh you guys want the cap to go up okay it can go up five million but you guys have to pay off the bally sports fuck up i guarantee that's what's gonna happen it's happened before 100 they're out of all the four or the three major leagues that are, are on the contract with them Baseball is going to get bailed out because baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apple already bought all those games. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right, actually. And then NHL players are fucked. Oh, yeah. If you're an NHL it's... player in the 2020s, like, you're fucked. You might as well just have gone to school and became a lawyer. The, the fact that McDavid isn't making $20 million a year is insane to me. Like, well, that guy. It was like, every Canadian's like, they should be in the final. It makes more sense. I'm like, you want to make it broadcasted. What the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, exactly. Let me go and watch hockey games. Anyways, what the fuck does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the last time. Minus Toronto fans. That's the only time I went to a bar and it was packed on like a weeknight. Dude, that's... I mean, you've gone back on fucking Twitter multiple times about this. And like uh, Americans are always surprised. when It's like me and you had... I, I think we each had like three to five tweets this year. Just went to a bar and there's no hockey on. It's like, and we're in fucking Canada. Like, a fucking chore. Like, yeah. oh, well, I don't know what not only that, fucking the Browns are playing the fucking Tennessee Titans oh, on TSN three. Winnipeg, you have like, no offense, Bobby, but it's not like you have the Toronto Raptors or anything like that. Like, I Bro, mean, we I, got the Winnipeg Sea Bears now. I, yeah, that's what that. I was gonna bring up, dude. <laughs> we got the London Lightning. Dog, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I they saw, play in the I same Bobby in his letter jacket last night. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought up the Raptors because I think, um, I mean, you haven't seen the effect that much, not yet at least. But I was in, I remember I was in, uh, in Toronto when the Raptors won. It was nuts. Thing I was after, too. I saw a bunch of kids. Every, every fucking school that had a hoop, bunch of neighborhood kids playing basketball. Playing basketball. Yeah. I just thinking, man, if the Leafs don't win soon. Dude, not even just the Leafs. If a, 
Dude, if a Canadian team doesn't win soon, like it's as a Canadian and seeing how expensive hockey is getting over the years and it's like it's not slowing down at all. Competitive's getting worse. They make it harder for low-income families. Like years ago, I wanted to start this program called uh, uh, I I don't know what I wanted to call it. I wanted to have it somewhat resonate with the Mighty Ducks and like ducks fly together and like Canadian geese and right. And I wanted to make this initiative, and I applied for a grant to the government of Canada, and they shut me down. And I wanted to start like a <laughs> hockey program for like at-risk kids and like youth in Canada who like are, are low-income families right like stuff like that and I want to start it on the street to like teach them the game and just how to learn and like play and then eventually you get to the ice and then eventually from then it becomes like an academy and like I put out this whole business plan and try to get it going and the government of Canada shut me down and I remember looking at this lady's face when they told me no and I was like this sport's gonna die here it's gonna fucking die here as someone who was from a low-income family, that was like the best player on the ice. I can tell you right now, I am not surprised. Yeah, man, it's brutal. Like I, yeah, like I, like I'm not gonna lie. I come from, I came from a comfortable family where my parents did what they could to get me to play for the fucking London Knights. You know what I mean? Like I owe them a lot for that, and I'm grateful for the opportunity that I ever got for. It. But it'd be awesome to give kids in a in a tough situation the opportunity to play the game I love. You know what I mean? Like, and just show it's, them like it, it, that, that you, you do just need a hockey stick to learn how to play the game from there. We'll help you get to where you need to go, but to, to learn the beautiful romantic game that we all love, it, it's just, you just need a $15 hockey stick. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, I was in grade nine, it's kind of veering off a bit. I'll tell the story, but uh, I was just at the ODR, my friends and like the high school I went to, like the hockey team showed up. And I guess the coach was just trying to, like, get them back to that. Like, let's just have fun. Mm-hmm. Let's go to shoot pucks, play kids in a game of shimmy. And I remember I was there, and we played them. And I remember I just, like, scorched earth half of them. And, yeah, like, yeah. Here. and, like, the next day, he pulled me aside, like, before the class started, like, before the national anthem, all that <laughs> bullshit. It's like, what is it going to take for you to join a hockey team? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, like, dirt broke. Like, unless I can practice one <laughs> work you can find like you can find me a job i was like 14 right so it wasn't legal to work. yeah i was like, even find a job like i'll make it work and i mean he was just like fuck that is so heartbreaking yeah he man like, no the, the it, best like easily the third best player on a team if you play and, and that's the thing too it's like uh <laughs> soccer soccer is um very similar to hockey in certain ways and the way it's played on the field forward defense midsection offsides all that right and all you need is someone to have a ball you don't yeah. need to have a ball. You need someone to have a ball. One of the fucking 24 people on the field. So it's like, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, soccer could really go for any other major sport. Baseball. I mean, yeah. baseball, baseball's baseball is expensive in Canada too, dude. The bats get a, and get, fucking get a stick and, and a tennis ball, get a rock, whatever, you know, basketball, just find a ball. Like you don't need all yeah. the cleats and gloves and all that. And just, that's like, and that's where the sport dies too. Like you see companies like Bauer who are doing it right now. Um, they have like startup programs in Canada where you pay $200 for the year. They give your like six year old kid, like a Canadian tire set of um, equipment or like a box set of equipment, no skates and no helmet, but you pay like 200 bucks for the guts of the equipment and all the ice time for the year. And your kid gets to play like, you know, 
hockey for 200 bucks for the year, which is like a great stepping stone to getting into it. Right. But yeah. then from there you're paying four to 15 or 500 to $1,500 a year after that for ter- bullshit tournaments, fucking, you know, yeah. all these sponsorships, the fucking crest on the front, like the London Knights, man. Like I used to play that when I was younger, it was like fucking $5,000 a year back yeah. then. It's got to be know. 10 to 15 now. I don't know it's how my parents be. did it with three boys growing up. We all played nuts. We all played other sports too. I I mean, I tell, I tell everyone, yeah. I, there's a plate. I don't know if you guys have played against sports in Canada, but in, yeah. Yeah, but we have played yeah. against sports here. My dad went there, got me all used stuff. He got me fucking football shoulder pads, uh, lacrosse, lacrosse gloves. D5, uh, baby. Yeah, dude, D5. he just threw me out there. <laughs> and it was all hand-me-downs. I was the oldest. Then my middle brother got it. Then my youngest brother got it. Like, And then, and then, they, and then when you finally started getting like better and buying like your own gear, they got your gear after you know what i mean and i got gear from buddies uh buddies older brothers that don't play anymore like as an old as the oldest so like i 100 get it man and and it's sad because you see these countries like sweden and finland that are doing it right they do exactly what you're saying they have like one to two million people in the country alone and most of them play hockey right so what they do is they keep the equipment when the players grow out of it they don't sell it they don't let the kids take it home and they constantly just keep the gear going throughout the fucking whole um like throughout the decade that it can be used right yeah which which should be happening in places like canada and the states and i'm honestly i'm happy to see american hockey hockey take the leaps and bounds it has over the past couple of years because there's no point there's no reason at all that a big country like that can't be good at a sport where Wayne Gretzky lifted four of his or how many cups he got three uh, one of his four cups was four. in the states four. right or two how many how many did he win the states one in the one in SCA New York one with the Rangers okay so yeah so he won two in LA and two in Edmonton I uh, never won a cup in the LA he didn't. Gretzky? Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. never mind then. <laughs> I was going to say, you got I one of the greatest flyers, players ever lifted the cuffs. Well, that's that's where I'm not a Gretzky guy. I'm a Lemieux guy. Gretzky so. did. Like, we went to LA. It changed everything, no matter I'm what. a Mark Recchi guy. You guys might have oh, your you Lemieux and Gretzky. <laughs> Is Mark Recchi American? Say and, uh, no, he's not. <laughs> uh, on the note of that, though, Boosie, what, what do you think? Let's say... Uh, Last year, gold medal game, team Team USA, Team Canada. Who do you think actually wins? Be honest, dude. Bergeron might be on Canada's fourth line. Before you answer, Bergeron and Marshawn might be on Canada's fourth line. The fourth line, honestly, might be Bergeron, Crosby, and yeah. The thing is, like your first Canada's first line, David. You guys have McDavid, right? Man, there's no McDavid in this world. And McCarr. I feel like cars like, on that team too. Yes, but overall, I think USA would have better defensemen. Uh, just one through six. I'm well, two through six. I feel like, uh, I feel like USA might. Uh, goaltending is where USA I think wins. Ottinger is yes. better than fucking Blackwood, hundred percent. Yeah, it's Blackwood. I think USA wins, oh, and I think, I think offensively you're top. Yeah, Hellebuck. Heavy. Yeah, yeah, offensively you're top heavy. I mean. You got some studs, but I just, you know, the the USA team would be just 
it would be like kind of how the 2011 Bruins were like, yeah, you got some like skilled forwards, but you guys, you got guys like fucking Lucic as, in the sense as like the Kachuk brothers, just steamrolling people. Like yeah. you're used to like Olympic hockey being this flashy hockey, but you got, I know Kachuks could get flashy sometimes between the legs and stuff, but they'll steamroll you. They won't fucking hesitate to punch you in the face. Yeah, but I, it's I, international I, I hockey, dog. Yeah, but I I still think in a sense that okay, let's go say like bullies like some of those players around, you know. Top five first, top five. You got McKinnon, McDavid, and um, I don't even know who you'd put on left wing there. Uh, Fuck Stamkos, maybe. That's why Stamkos is Canadian. He's still yeah. Like, I, I don't even know who you, either way, those two plus, let's just say Marshawn, those two Marshawn, and then you got Petrangelo and Makar as your D, but then your goalie's Bennington. And then on the other side, you got Robertson, Kachuk, and Matthews versus Ma- and McAvoy and Fox with Hellebuck. So, like, I get what you're saying. Like, top line versus top line, it's pretty <laughs> fucking even. Um, I know McAvoy's or McAvoy's a step behind McCarr, but he's right there. And even then, you got Werwenski too. I can't even say his name. That guy from Columbus, he's a good fucking defenseman. But you got you got Goudreau, Eichel, Kane for us. Eichel, that's who I'm forgetting. You got you got Jack Hughes, who's finally coming along. Luke Hughes, Connor, Trevor Zegers. I mean, never mind. Um, I haven't even mentioned Austin Matthews yet. Uh, say, uh, Patrick Austin. Kane. Yeah, Patrick Kane, Jason Robertson, JT Miller, Jake yeah, Gensel. He probably wouldn't bring it, maybe. The Kachuk brothers for sure. But then you got, I mean, you got Quinn Hughes and Adam Fox playing D. That's pretty fucking lit. Slayton, I don't know, though. I, I, th- I still think I, I still think I take fucking Petra Angelo in my car. Your, your sixth defenseman is probably, yeah. I wouldn't say your sixth defenseman, but your bottom pairing would probably be like Wierenski and McAvoy. Seth Jones. No, I'm just nah, kidding. he can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, that, that was, got Terry Krug and Hawks got Jones. Okay, yeah. It all balances out. <laughs> that was a low blow. That was a low blow. All right, I'm, I'm going to grab a beer quick, boys. Hold on a second. Yeah, we got to wrap this guys, up soon anyways. Yeah, but... You guys keep going real quick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough fucking question because obviously – I don't want to be biased, but I like. I feel like USA has come such a far way, such a long way since 2002 when you guys went to the gold medal finals against us. It's like the most untalked about thing up here. Team USA is <laughs> like just consistently been better than Canada's, and every year yeah. you see it more and Just more. the one thing that like isn't that doesn't have me instantly picking USA is the fact that you guys have McDavid. McDavid is just, no one's even close to him. And I get it. Canada has a lot of depth. They have a lot of great players that can fill in, even if there is no McDavid, but I still think, I think without McDavid, it's USA, but McDavid really does make that much of a difference. dude. he's such a fucking stud, man. And obviously you guys have Kale McCarr on the back end too, where there's no Kale McCarr. I mean, the closest thing I guess you could say is, Fox, right? I mean, the closest thing to that, I don't know, but that's that's a big. I mean, 
that's a big drop off. I feel like no matter how good people want to say Fox is, Makar is just a different animal. He's like the only person in this fucking world who can regularly shut down fucking uh, McDavid. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I know. Like Adam Fox is good. Like yeah. I will never discount that. Like he's great. He's deserving of the Norris every year. Like at least in the conversation. But I am not an Adam Fox guy. No, I, I'm not an Adam Fox guy either. I don't truly believe in him. I'll, I'm picking McAvoy over him night in and night out. Like, But, you know, maybe that's me being biased. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm still picking McAvoy because he can do it in both ends of the ice. Fox can't like McAvoy. And McAvoy plays physical as well. But, you know, he Fox does produce, man. He, he I'm does not produce. A, I'm not a, like, count hits guy. So I think like counting hits is like plus minus. Yeah. Fuck. There's one thing we could have used in that Florida series, and that I thought was gonna happen was a big McAvoy smash. Yeah, you you were kind of like waiting for that to like, happen, right? Not bored, but like 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 flirting with boarding a dude. Like yeah. I remember during like the bubble year, we played like Jersey, and he instantly boarded like Miles Wood. Dude, last year when like, we Jersey, played, we were, like he was like we're here. We well, last. Last year when he hit Aho, yeah, he fucking drilled him, and it was like, oh, okay, it's on. Yeah, that was like what game two, I think. Yeah, yeah, like let like, it be fucking here too. Yeah, and that Florida, like that, the, the entire from game six and seven, I just waited for him to just absolutely rock a Chuck's world, and it never happened. And that's I, why when he was pissed in the post, like the X interviews, he for yeah. sure lingered injury, or he was like. Maybe I should have just took him one for the team. Yeah, like, I, I I agree with you. I like don't not think injured, but like just make it be known. You know, I don't like, think he thought he did his job. You know what I mean? Like I don't think like I think he had more left to give, which is great because he's gonna come in next year with five. I, I think this loss was great for the young core that didn't understand the game seven loss in the Stanley Cup finals. You know what I mean? Like this was great for the Carlos. This was Great for the fucking Grizzlies, McAvoy's, Coils, all those guys that are like, oh yeah, we'll go to the we'll go to the uh Stanley Cup finals again this year. It's like, well, no, you gotta win and you gotta fucking get there. Yeah, you gotta finish what you started. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of like um it's just a, I know you don't like football, but like the year before the Giants won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 42. I'm only gonna say this because Boosie's not on the call right now. Yeah, I was gonna say fuck off. They got murdered by the Eagles the year before in the playoffs. Well, I and know enough to know that they, they beat the Patriots, right? Nope. Yeah. yeah the perf- was it the perfect season? They'll wrap it up for this episode, yeah. folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say something as a Giants fan out loud. Yo, can we kick Boosie off the call? <laughs> I'm the host, bitch. <laughs> Randy Moss. If I, if I could go back in time and change any fucking thing in sports, Ryan Moss catches, catches that fucking ball on the second down, and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Or if Welker catches it, one. Or, it you know. kills. No, it had to be Randy Moss. I just it kills me that he never won a fucking bowl. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember us talking about that before too. Like, yeah, like it, I see it all the time. It bounces off his hands. I'm always like, fuck, that would have been like instantly runs off the field right into the Hall of Fame. Like. <laughs> that, the one guy I feel about that is Pavelski. I kind of yeah, feel bad for him on Dallas. 
Yeah, because like, man, fuck him and Joe Thornton. They should have. It, it's crazy oh, because Thornton, the, the yeah. most playoff wins in the past 10 years, it goes like Pittsburgh, Boston, San Jose. And they're like the only team in the top 10 of uh playoff wins in the past 10 years that haven't won a cup. Like, bro. It's the thing that stings too. When he was a free agent, when San Jose just took that risk, they're like, oh, you're 35 plus, like it- 7 billion. Which makes sense because you're like, yeah, it only goes downhill from here. Like, we're already mm-hmm. in a dumb cap situation. Like, it wasn't play- like, something that was wrong. It just was it's gambling, right? Like, you, you he outplayed the contract by like fucking the trade deadline. Yeah, and then, he, but apparently, he, he the two teams he came down to with him and his agent were Dallas and Tampa. Really? Yeah. No, dude, no income tax. Yeah, makes sense. It's like fuck. He picked Dallas because he thought he had a bigger role there. He liked the culture. Yeah. Man, that sucks though. That's like fucking who was it? Marion Hosa he kept signing oh, with teams yeah. that would win the cup yeah. the year before. <laughs> finally got Wait, it. You know, it was oh. there with Hosa when Philly tied it in 2010, it bounced off his ass. Mm. That's how that goal. I know it, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there was in a locker room, was like, I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna get the goal because he's like, maybe you shouldn't even fucking play me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking funny okay pulling it back to the bees real quick before we yes. wrap it up are we all in agree- agreeance for burton riley should probably be moved or bought out this offseason i think i think you trade forward i think you can obviously buy out riley but both of them i don't see either of them being part of the organization going into next season you take Forbert, a case of beer, a puck, a $1,000 puck on the wall, and you put that back. <laughs> uh, I was going to say fucking give the Big Bruins, Bruins another Sparks machine, right? Uh, I, I was going to say Big Bruins Energy is going to be mad at us, but I'm pretty sure she's not happy with Forbert. Um, Lauren, at the end of the year, either from talking to her. Sure, so. once Dawn makes the deal, he'll send her like a platinum album of Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like that. All right. Um, from there to wrap it up, uh, re-sign Bertuzzi if you can. If it's not over like six million, one hundred and sixty-nine. Yeah, it's got to okay. be no more than five and a half for me. But yeah, yeah. The, people are like, like analytic uh, spearheads are projecting his contract to be five point two five, which is wild. I thought it would be more around six. Six, six, I can see. Yeah. It would be tight, but six is. But this is my thing. No one has cap, and he liked playing in Boston. So we might get lucky with a 5.5 for four years or whatever. Also, that's a young family. Brand new baby girl. Would fit in good. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you re-sign Holloway or Holloway? Hathaway either way, or do you re-sign him if Krejci doesn't come back or Bergeron well, doesn't come back. When you Money. say either way, it's got to be the price is right. It can't be. I don't even want him for $2 million. It's got to be just under 1. that. 1.5. 1. 1.5. We already, we already learned our lesson with Bolesky. We are not overpaying a four-five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, this is where it gets really interesting. Do you extend DeBrusque July 1st, or do you let him bet on himself again where we just watched him boost his value double his contract right now do you let him bet on himself again or do you lock him up now um to be with this new young core of mcavoy 
uh, Coil, Saka, blah, blah, blah. It's tough because you don't know what DeBrusque is or who DeBrusque is without guys like Bergeron. Not saying that he can't be phenomenal and stuff like that. Like we saw him produce without them, but. But do you lock him up to trade him just in case, like Vancouver did with Besser? They, have a lock, they, have a lock yeah, that's right. A tough contract to move now. Um, yes, but Besser also should have never been offered that contract. Whereas Vancouver, has a, that was a weird situation. They should never he, done that. Yeah, the only way Vancouver gets out of it is there's no no trade clauses. Like they that can trade the him only, to anybody if they want. That was the only trade that Canucks fans liked for Besser was DeBrusk for Besser. Yeah. And I hated it because the the Bessers five on five plays horrendous, and he's not going to sniff the power play on our team. My only thing with the Brusque is, and this is just like a long term investment with players and the organization is, you don't owe DeBrusque anything, but after this season, I think you give DeBrusque the contract. Mm-hmm. Number two, DeBrusque is like you said, not knowing he's a power forward. Elite every, power elite, forward. Elite power forward. And every like every time I go to a Jets game and I sit beside like a hardcore Jets fan, like the guy that's like fucking watches juniors, watches the minors mm-hmm. games. He always brings they always bring up they're like, oh man, Jake DeBrusque, he's like a young Blake Wheeler. I'm like, well, yeah, I know about that. I know all about young Blake Wheeler because <laughs> well, we yeah. but I look ever since that's been said to me like four years ago, I always look at Jake and I'm like fuck you could well, make funny that was a mistake but like you could fix that weird you know loop that you made it's funny too because a lot of jets fans wanted debrusque traded for ehlers back when ehlers was struggling years ago when debrusque came in and he came in really hot which was really funny because i i've heard it a lot from uh toronto maple leafs fans being in my area, they love the brusque. They're like, man, I'd take the brusque in a second. Why? Because he kills them in the playoffs every fucking year, right? Hey, it's the man. same thing with Tatar and us and like players like that. Toffoli when he was on, or not Toffoli. Who am I thinking of? Pacioretty when he was on Montreal. He was a bees hey. killer. Like, yeah, Van Vanacek or Vanek or whatever his Subban fucking name when is. he was with Montreal. Holy yeah. fuck. I've got a funny trade rumor, and I never got a confirm confirmation of it, but it was like some dude that worked for the Jets. And he said that Truba got offered for Krug one for one, and Boston said no. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before too. I just like I laugh, but I'm also like, oh man, that's that, a thing you lose the first three seasons, but then yeah. you potentially gain at eight million. It's tough. At eight million, it's tough. A little bit less than that, I'd take it. Like if if he was gonna take the six million dollar contract we were giving Krug, I'd do it. And you you it's the same thing with Lindholm. You sign that contract, you worry about it later. Imagine okay. McAvoy and Truba on your fucking back end. Oh, imagine McAvoy, <laughs> Carlo, and Truba as your three rights. Holy fuck, dude. My dick is hard thinking about Zaboral and Truba. But I I also don't think that we get to the finals with Truba. No, and plus McAvoy's probably at the time, right when that was trade happened and signing, McAvoy's probably playing second D. Does his does he reach his potential or second line D? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a, a huge ifs. what if. Yeah. Okay. Last um fun question I have is because I think if I was him, I'd ask for a fucking trade. But 
do you extend Grizzlick this summer or do you let him bet on himself? Oh, because let him bet on himself. Grizzlick could pull a fucking Vince Dunn and be uh, be asking for six to seven million next year. If if he pulls off a Vince Dunn and he has a Vince Dunn like season, trade him at the fucking trade deadline, baby. Yeah, it's or thing. or ride it out and then let him test free agency. Fuck it. Um, I, I think you ride it out till the trade deadline. You figure out what you're doing yeah. there. Like January, you figure out what you're doing with Grizzly. Yeah, see, see how he's doing. I mean, you know, he's had a problem staying healthy at times too. He's undersized. If I'm, if I'm him, I'm asking for a trade this summer. I'm not even joking about that. Like, I would not want to. <laughs> no, I, I agree. He, he wasn't happy getting uh benched or health bombed. He wasn't for happy Clifton's birthday. Yeah, if he gets traded this summer. Here's a hot take. Oh boy, you call whoever is running the Toronto Maple Leafs this summer. And he asked for Morgan Riley. Huh. Riley. Interesting. Scenery. There's no way. See, this is a Morgan Riley guy for years. I have been too. I'm, I love yeah. yeah, I love his game. He used to be in Norris conversation. Minus last season. I think every other season he should have been in the Norris conversation. He's, he's one crazy. of those guys where it's like it's not his fault he's overpaid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Leafs fans hate him because they think he's overpaid, but it's like that's not his fucking fault. That's not his fault. Dubas is an idiot. I'm no. Hey, shout out Mish. I'm I'm no fucking mathematician, but the <laughs> math the math that they the Leafs have going on going into next year doesn't make sense to me. No. They have like eight defense on their roster, and like then the core four. Like that's it. Like it's like it's I don't know. We it's so funny because I my hot take for next year on a whole is the Atlantic is gonna be crazy, and I don't think we can be better than a wild card team. I think Ottawa gets better, I think Buffalo gets better, I think Detroit challenges us. Cap space too, dude. That's what the the only thing that's our saving grace, it's it's not the best free agency group out which there, which is good for us which is good for us yeah i don't want to pay then anything have we a don't lot have. of salary cap obviously far more than us so that's for another day obviously when we get a little bit closer maybe at the end of june because i mean i, I okay, guess last one yeah go go for it if felino wants to go join his brother in minnesota and doesn't want to return on a the uh 35 and over contract which bergeron and Krejci would have to come back on do you do you pick up the phone and call Lucic and see what he's up to? No, as a veteran presence. No, I love Lucic. No, no he's too. Okay. I'm just curious. I've I've seen yeah. it floated around, so I'm curious. I'd, I played, would rather he, Felino over. Ah, fuck, man, I would love to get Lucic back, but I just no. I'd rather Felino, but yeah. I just don't know if he's gonna sign for a million dollars to play with this team. I think I, guess, I, I really think Lucic would honestly consider that with like incentives built in, but like oh, for sure he not would. like given incentives like Bergeron and Krejci got like incentives that you have to fucking earn, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My 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 thing with Felino is if Bergeron and, and Krejci don't come back, you have to sign Felino. You have to. There's no choice. Somebody who's thirty five plus in that room who can because you're gonna put the C on either McAvoy or Pasternak. You need someone that's going to be able to be like, hey, it's fine. Like, yeah. I sports as a coach, like, we're okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Luch, I'm just curious Luch about that one. Sick. I don't think, I don't see Lucic moving back to Boston. 
I would love I, it. I, yeah. I know there's about. I know there's a lot of turmoil too. I just I I'd feel it's because his kids. His kids are at such a they're at that age. They have yeah. friends. Shit. I'd yeah. feel so guilty if I didn't bring it up because I've seen it and people have asked me about it a multiple. People have been talking times. about it since the fucking trade deadline, dude. Yeah, I that would, was. I would ask, I would ask Luch- Eli Freeman a million questions with the, if I have one. So I'd trade off. I'd be like, mm-hmm. "What was the deal that Calgary just didn't even entertain for Lucic?" Because that yes. was a deal. That was a like they went yeah. up. And was like, "Do we ask?" And yeah, they were like, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, you ask. Yeah. No one's wearing 17, bro. Donato fucked off. Like, yeah. <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> it's chilling. Like, there's a reason why no one's worn it, right? So, yeah. Yep. No, 100%. And, like, that's the thing, too. Like, there's obviously a lot of turmoil and why Lucci left. Lucic left. Like, I listened to Dropping the Gloves. He was on with John Scott, and he was talking about how, like, something went down that summer. And Sorelli got fired and Sweeney traded him like the next day. Apparently, it was well, yeah, like because the next it was day like, was basically the uh draft, yeah, day. the draft, yeah. So, I don't know what don't, what went down. I, I think it would have to be a thing where Bergeron's like, hey, Lucic is gonna come play here next year, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only way he'd ever come back. The only thing I can see is like because I know when Bacchus was on the short shift. But not sure shift. That wasn't sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, over castles in St. Louis, though. Um, oh, wow. Sam and Am- Andy and Strick. Yeah. Like, yeah. One, like, it's a good podcast. I just fuck. Sometimes they just say some shit where I'm like, fuck, I would absolutely toss the gloves for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when Bacchus was on there and he just said, like, the, the room had no organization, no one getting shit together. And I was like, Lucic was, was for sure the guy. Yeah, and maybe they oh, saw yeah. And it's his and last it, season playoffs by like what, like two points. I know, and he had one of his best years that year, which is even crazier. He had a bad playoff run, he was saying, but he had like one of his best statistical like years. Yeah, so, so it 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 just uh, it's he wants to play fucking totally down, dude. I can't wait till the Leafs fucking hire Shirelli. It's gonna be hype. Dude. Oh my god, man! That could the be. Right? Dude, fucking... I don't know why they haven't fucking called me yet. What was the GM yeah, of Because they know you'd about... blow the team. Tree up. living, tree They're living. Tree living to make the Kachuk trade, but like Uno it, like reverse it. But yeah, do you know that? Well, that I made that tweet today. I was like, it's gonna be fucking hilarious when all these GMs go to look at the analytics and all they find is this, and it was like dog in him a hundred percent, just because Florida, yeah. like that's how they're winning every fucking game. It's, yeah. it's Sam Bennett being like, oh, I'm gonna knock Slavin the fuck out tonight, and yeah. then I'm gonna set up Kachuk for the game winning goal in fucking overtime. Like it's like the the that. That's my biggest gripe about people being like, we need to add Ryan Nugent Hopkins to this lineup. I was like, dude, he had like zero points in the fucking playoffs. You need guys like Bertuzzi, Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk. Like the Bruins have Ryan Nugent Hopkins. His name's Taylor Hall. We have Ryan Nugent Hopkins. His name's Jake DeBrusque. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have our versions. Yes. No, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree there. It fucking sucks that they're in the cup finals though. It's, oh, it's brutal. Cool. It's so cool, and I'm like happy that Kachuk has whatever shit I said about him. Such uh, a hipster take, though, eh? 
I, I here's the thing though, like I saw my notes. Like, I wish I took a photo of them. I threw them out like after the end of the season because I was like, well, new season, throw out all my preseason. Like, and I always had Boston as a wild card team with Tampa and Florida playing in the first round. So I never like yeah. just with Florida not being a playoff team. I just never thought they'd be a cup final fucking team. Dude, so I had I had Florida, <laughs> uh I had Florida, Toronto, Tampa. Or no, Florida, Florida, sorry, Florida, Toronto, Ottawa, then us as a wild card team. Yeah. And Toronto, Toronto missing the playoffs. And it's just like, I, I remember being at the beginning of the year, like, yeah, Florida doesn't really have a future picks or prospects or whatever, but like they have a good core for like the next five years. Like, and they won the president's trophy last year it's not crazy to think they'd at least come in first or second place in the atlantic this year and it's like marshawn said that's not a fucking eight place team no it's not not. at all dude once once florida made it beat us and made it past us it was almost like smooth i mean essentially it was i mean they won they won nine well not included they're 11 and one since their last loss against us like that yeah, they yeah. lost one game against Toronto and they beat us in the rest. Yeah, and I, I think just they had too many hurricanes had too many injuries. They didn't fulfill their needs at the trade deadline, and I didn't. I never thought that they were going to be a serious team. The, you know, I thought maybe they'd go on a run. I thought if they maybe got the Rangers in the second round, they didn't stand a fucking chance making it past the second round, just matchup wise. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think if it was next year too, it would be Florida and Devils in the in the conference finals. Like I think if I would the Devils, that. I think if the Devils had one more year experience, they beat Carolina in that series. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know, with the injuries they had, like if it was to happen just like this. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like this is one of those years where it's like Dallas wins the cup. You know what I mean? Like back yeah. in the day when we were kids, and you're like Dallas Stars won the cup. Like okay, I guess. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know it's tough, but it's, yeah, it sucks to even fucking think about. But I think uh, that just about wrap. What's it been like? Fucking two hours. Yeah, that'll that'll that wrap. Just wraps it up. I gotta eat dinner still and pack. Yeah, same. Man. Gotta head to New York tomorrow. Dude, Today. every time I every time I say Dallas scores, the goal's been taken off the board. No shit. How many goals overturned tonight? Two. At one Holy point, it was God. you play for them now, or what? For two, is he play for Dallas? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, at, oh, they scored again. So at one, I looked over at one point, and it was one-one, and then then it was then it was one nothing uh, Vegas. So Dallas <laughs> got their goal taken off the board. And then I looked over again, and it was two-one. And then I looked over again. It was 2-2. And then it was back to 2-1. So that means Dallas had another goal taken off. Now it's 2-2. Shout out, Mish. I'm no mathematician, and I have <laughs> been drinking tonight. But I think these goals are going in reverse. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Game two, Carolina and Florida. I was, like, watching off my phone, but I was out. So I wasn't really paying attention. And one of my buddies walked by at this place called the Beer Can. He's like, what's the score? And I was like, oh, it's 2-1 Carolina. Like, they're about to fucking tie the series. Like, it's all good. And then I saw him later on the night. He's like, Matt, you fucking told me it was 2-1. I got home and it was 2-1 fucking Florida. <laughs> 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 I 
I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I, I watched the goal. And then I went like back to talking and shit. He's like, you're fucking high, bro. Highlights. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, they had a goal call back. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I might be, but the NHL yeah. is too. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. yeah. It's been a weird playoff. Yeah. Is that is that is that fucking Barb I just located in the background there? Yeah, she's <laughs> classic jersey. I was gonna wear it, but it's too hot. <laughs> I yeah. just said all my shit, you know. She's like, "Oh, yo, son. I saw you got the fucking Red Sox hat." Yeah, you got I the Red Sox it. hat. Yeah, you I bought it. Out of boy, out of boy. And I was like, I just can't let go of Boston sports. <laughs> no, dude, I, I have the same thing. I, I bought a new Red Sox hat right at the end of the season. I was like, fuck it. I bought the same one, just the not a snapback. I was like, fuck it. It's the funny thing is, I've never owned a Boston Red Sox hat. I have so many hats. I used to collect every say? I've never had a Boston Red Sox hat, and I've never had a New York Yankees hat. Those are like the two MLB teams that I've never had. My, uh, Yankees. Uh, I, I hope you wouldn't have a Yankees. Yeah, no. I, my I favorite one, my favorite it. one, believe it or not, is well, my top two are Seattle Mariners and Toronto Blue Jays. Sick hats. Yeah, my top two are uh are Arizona Diamondbacks old school one, the purple one. Oh, those fuck. Oh dude. yeah. And then I have a Quebec Nordiques hat as well. That's yeah, my that fucks, I know it's not baseball, but it's, I've always it's been a I love the Phillies, but oh yeah, it does. I got awesome. a nice Phillies hat with a P. Yeah, oh, I had that one too for a hot minute. The maroon one, the maroon. But all right, fellas, before we ramble on too much, uh, this was a fucking blast. Uh, wait, oh shit, what the fuck's this about? So should we announce it now? Yeah. So we talked about it before. Obviously, well, me, Brett, and Bobby have talked about it before. Kind of the thing for the summer and. I don't know. We'll see where things are. Obviously, come regular season with schedules and stuff like that. But uh, the last, basically, the last week of every month for the off season, our boy Tripodsky is going to be joining us for a full epi. Get that, <laughs> get that bottle. <laughs> that no, game. no load is safe, baby. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he'll be joining us full time for the. Well, not well. He'll be joining us for a full epi. Uh, the last we'll week. get him on. We sh- we should get him on. Um, free agency draft. You know, yes, like, we'll, absolutely. We'll, yeah. we'll hit all the big big stuff too. But we we want to give the people what they want. People have been asking for Bobby on the pod for a while now. Yeah, so I can't I can't believe we like waited this long to make it happen. But it was strategic. It yeah, was strategic. I mean, it, it perfect it timing because slow part of the season for the fellas, like fucking perfect. Yeah. So. Well, what? Wow. Well, welcome to the show, Bobby. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> but sure. uh, we're we're gonna have a fucking blast of a summer. We're gonna have a meetup, get some video content done. We already talked about the YouTube and stuff, so be be ready to hear more of Bobby's voice over the summer, including into the next year. But we're ready to take the shit to the moon. I think fucking we, we right. Know, we know I mean, the direction we want to go in. It's just a matter of execution now. Absolutely, and and. and like that doesn't mean Bobby's corner isn't like no, it's, it's not, not going, going anywhere. You're still gonna get it weekly. It's just the weeks that he's on with us, you will not get a Bobby's corner unless he what he just wants to do unless he wants to raw dog it while we're while we're recording, just give him five yeah. to ten minutes, just like as ironically me, just enough, this watching. was the one week where I was like, Yeah, this works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Like I could do a Bobby's Corner, but that you're would like fuck nice one night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I would totally do. Like, yeah. <laughs> That would have been fucking hilarious. For the pod, for the pod. Yeah. For the pod, boys. But yeah, so look forward to that. Uh obviously we'll be a little bit a little bit flexible here and there. So live streams coming this summer. Yes, live streams. Uh a lot to look forward to. We're just waiting a little bit longer till the actual hockey season the, is yeah. over. I want the cup to be fucking yeah, given yeah. away so, already. Yeah. And yeah, so a lot to look forward to. Obviously, I mean, you guys all love Bobby's Corner, so make sure you follow us on Twitter. It'll be in the show handle, but at Only Bruins One, at Brett Howard underscore, and at Bobby Brewski. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Stay up to date with the show. Uh, subscribe, follow us because who knows? Bobby might just fucking come come on out of nowhere for a whole epi again, not just the end of the and and. End of the fucking month. Holy shit. This episode's gone on too long for my mouth. But yo, re- lots to real, look forward to. Real quick, real quick. I heard Mark say that uh development camp is in uh Buffalo this year, start to finish for the Bruins. Oh, really? I, I know it might be hard for Bobby, but uh oh, Mark <laughs> Buffalo's easy for you. I I hey September September. We all take a trip to Buffalo, maybe for the weekend. We'll talk about I, it. it uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk Get about it. it. I heard, works, baby. Yeah, I heard Mark was going down. So, Mark, if you're listening, I'm a hundred percent down. That's like an hour and a half away from me. So, hit me up for some details. But there's a lot of what I'm trying to get a lot of exciting stuff. So, we'll wrap this up and fucking. Here we go, man. I'm excited for this summer. This, this this pod now that the grading's over and we got Bobby on and we had a like a loosey goosey pod. I'm I'm excited for the summer now. Oh, yeah, fuck. fucking rights off yeah. the rails now, baby. He thought we were off the rails before. Fucking a. Yeah. But with that being said, Bobby, you got anything to say to our folks? Uh, any last goodbyes till next week? You see my boy Boosie tomorrow night or tonight, I should say, at Zach Bryan. You buy him a fucking beer for me. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, beer yeah. safe baby and also yeah. if you meet zach brian give me my give him my fucking number i'd like to talk about that eagles tweet he made with maggie rogers that fucking ass <laughs> that's right He's an that song rule man dawn's is so good but the oh so fucking good my boy sacrificed you guys to get that song I'm my guy all the beers though oh hell yeah oh uh, yeah fucking rights and not only does zach brian have a show tomorrow our boy Fucking Bobby Brewski has a show tomorrow. So let her rip, fucking baby. Right. Have go. some fucking fun. Uh, if you see him, buy him a fucking beer. Absolutely. And, and, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully we get hopefully we get a few more picks of the tarps off, eh? Oh fuck, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> first thing and, first thing Saturday morning, cocaine and waffles, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, instead right. of uh, what are they? Those white white girl summers or whatever, just tarps off summer for the fellas, boys. Let's tarps go. off Tarp, summer, fucking tarps right. off. Let's go. Hell yeah, baby. Brett, any last goodbyes for the folks? No, let's let's just have a peaceful, nice fucking off season, guys. Let's not get at each other's fucking throats. If someone has a dumb trade idea, let them go with it. Let's talk about it as a community. Let's not bash each other. One thing I would like to say, say it it's. It's coming that time of the year again. I was going to make my yearly tweet. It's resign, not resign. Everyone keeps <laughs> typing out resign, and I don't want 
Bertuzzi to resign from the Bruins at all. I want Bertuzzi to re-sign with the Bruins. So make sure you throw that dash in there, guys. Uh, that's just my OCD wanted to be politically correct. But, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming on, Bobby. It was fucking a pleasure drinking with you for the first time. Fucking this was long overdue. We're going to do a bunch of it this summer. But other than that, go bees, baby, as always. Fucking right, baby. Guys, boys. <laughs> but, um no yeah bobby thank you for hopping on i was kind of hoping with your goodbyes you'd be like you guys have been great i've been bobby but you know maybe next time we'll we'll save it for bobby's corner that's my favorite part of bobby's corner yeah and then I've it's been... us off into the music and then then a little howl he does at the end, which I'm not even going to try because I'm probably going to cough up half a <laughs> I, lot. I did it once on here off camera. And you were like, you were like, I don't even know how. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, I can't even do it. I just sound like I'm having a seizure, but <laughs> I just sound like there's something in my throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try Podsky. <laughs> but Bobby, thanks for hopping on. Brett. Thanks for being my co-host, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for episode, I think it's 33 of Only Bruins and Daniel. Episode, who gives a fuck? Yeah, who gives a shit? To the moon, though, baby. That's all that matters. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. Till next week, stay cool. Peace!